Ladies and gentlemen, we, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman Report. Doug Hagman, Joe Hagman, together, America's premier father, son, investigative reporting team. Thank you, Global Star. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio, for carrying our programs. We're also uh, heard live, watched live every weeknight on YouTube as well, 7 to 10 p.m. Also, don't forget to catch our, our other programming as well, 9 to 10, Doug Hagman, radio show, 2 to 3, Joe and John Robertson. You can't miss. Just go to HagmanReport.com if you need. If you, I'm, I've been getting emails, people not sure how to listen. All you have to do is go to HagmanReport.com. It's really, it's made real simple for everyone. Just click on the top where it says listen or two new shows or just go on the homepage and there's a, there's a easy, uh, uh, graphic there. They'll take you to the, to the same page. It's very simple to listen. Very simple. And iTunes as well. Stitcher, iTunes. There, Eric the Tech is out shouting, uh, things. So it's, we, we've made it very, very easy to listen. We are not, we are not featuring those programs on YouTube. Um, at least not at this point. And in terms of, uh, when, if we ever decide to do that, we'll let you know. But for the, for right now, those are standalone programs. Our piece. And, uh, appreciate your comments. Those of you who've Send in uh, information about the shows. Some people say they, they're having issues listening. You know, I, I we've tested it and it works on our, all of our platforms here in studio. So um, I'm not sure exactly what to uh, what to make of the people who are saying. A couple of people, I, I think maybe two, have said, you know what, we're having problems. You're cutting out or whatever. The audio feed as as is as clean as a as a bell. So. Portions of the nice broadcast brought to you by ZipRecruiter.com. Folks, if you're hiring, if you have a small business, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Well, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then the powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. ZipRecruiter.com does it better than anyone else. Folks, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Hagman. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Hagman, where listeners can post their jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash Hagman. Glad to have them aboard as well. Joe, it's, um, it, 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 the, oh, before we get into the actual program, uh, tonight, the first hour, we're going to be talking about news, current events, things that are on our minds individually and collectively. Um, it's, it's just been a news heavy week, it seems like, and it continues to be a news heavy week. Um, this is a good segue though. Peter Barry Chowka wrote an article, it appears on HagmanReport.com. It's, it's right there on the top at HagmanReport.com titled Sean Hannity's monologue scores direct hit on the mainstream media's sick bias. Fantastic article that dissects Sean Hannity's monologue from the previous evening. As a matter of fact, 
Um, Peter Barry Chowka had tweeted out the link to the article on, on Hagman Report and, uh, American Thinker. Sean Hannity retweeted that as well. Um, it's, it's got legs. It's got legs. And Peter Barry Chowka is right on the money. It's, he's right on the money with what he's saying. And I addressed a couple of things in my morning show about, um, just briefly about the media and the media being a part of the shadow government and the difference between the shadow government and the deep state. They're not the same thing. They're two different entities. The shadow government is the umbrella and within that umbrella is the nestled within that umbrella is the deep state, but the shadow government rules the deep state they're in charge of the deep state. And th- this is the Matrix system. I, and I think that that's the title of, of my show this morning is The Matrix System, um, The Influence of the Matrix System. It's critical, I think, that you listen to that show in order to understand, and I'm not going to rehash what I said this morning, but I think it's important for people to understand that when you look at Donald Trump, and Joe, I'm going to ask your opinion on this, and, and th- this is uh, kind of segues again, from Peter Barry Chalka's article to what we've seen this week. Let me ask you this. We saw, um, and folks, you can consider this as well in the context of what I'm about to say. We saw Donald Trump give two different, totally different speeches this week. One was, well, one was for the military and the other was at Phoenix. And the second one was more of a rally than than a speech. But people, the, the mainstream media went just totally that, you know what, crazy, as Peter Barry Chalka had, had stated. Why do you think Donald Trump gave that speech in Phoenix on that day at this time? Well, there's a few reasons. One, um, He's got to get out to see his supporters when he's in Washington, constantly surrounded by the media who who constantly lies about him and, and makes stuff up about him. I mean, some of the stuff we've been seeing in the news that the media seems that they have their feelings hurt, that he continues to attack them. You have this new, not new, I guess, this notion that's coming back up that he's mentally unstable. You have um, just this constant chaos, it seems as he's trying to govern the country from Congress to Senate to his inner circle to the media around him. It's probably nice to get out and reconnect with his base. And I think that's one of the reasons. Another reason is, um, and he knew this was going to happen, he gave his, after Charlottesville, he he, uh, gave a message, and then he had the press conference a week ago Tuesday where he was taking questions from the press and was really uh, combative with them. And I believe that the the press are going to continue to lie about him, and he knows that. But getting out there, you know, reconnecting with his base, re-energizing the people who voted him in there is a big reason. And I think he is just reestablishing some of the original ideas he laid out in the campaign that he wants to accomplish, as well as showing them the people that he has not given up or swayed in any way in that agenda. Okay. All right. Well, I would think. I think that's that's a big part of it. But I also think that there's a message here, and the message is that there's a war that's taking place within the government. That the shadow government is at war with Donald Trump, and the shadow government 
the military industrial congressional complex, which is a phrase that was, I can attribute to Kevin Ship. He's the first person that I've ever heard that phrase, military industrial congressional complex. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, who's Kevin Ship, the former CIA officer is on our show. I, I, I cited him heavily today. I think there's a, there's another reason for this. And I was talking with, with some intelligence sources on this. Two, to be exact, two. And, and both coming from different perspectives on Donald Trump and his speeches. And here's what one of my sources, intelligence sources said about the Phoenix speech. Um, he had to do this. He, this was a push. Now, now and, and feel free to chime in here with your thoughts and, and, and commentary. This was a pushback against the shadow government's uh, attack on Donald Trump in response to Charlottesville. Maybe. Okay. But, but, but here's the thing. Um, when does he get the most press coverage? Well, anytime he speaks, really, uh, to the public. If he were... Um, if he were to give the speech like he did there in Phoenix versus giving an address from the Oval Office or even a press conference outside on the White House lawn, everything, anything he says is picked up and twisted and spun by the media. So they use every right. time he speaks as an attempt to discredit him. Okay. Okay. But the Just city of Phoenix. There. I, I, I agree. But the city of Phoenix, in addition to its symbolic significance, if you will, uh, can't, even with respect to his campaign, uh, going back, if you look at his campaign, Phoenix holds a certain significance there. And I'm not going to get into that. But also Phoenix as the city holds a certain significance. Uh, there's a, te- there's a telegraphing, I think, involved here. But more, more importantly, I believe that what Donald Trump did and the, the reason he spoke as he did was to strike back at the shadow government, which is at war, um, there's, is you, you put, you, you use the word chaos within the government. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think that there's chaos in, in the, in the, in the West Wing, in the White House? Do you think that there's any level of chaos there? Well, with the personnel changes we've seen and the, um, the leaks, there is some level of chaos, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm curious as to what the, the folks out there think. I don't think it's his fault. I don't think it's Trump. Trump is the blame, per se. Well, right. I mean, he did appoint some of these people. He's brought in some, some people that he's had to let go. Uh, and I exclude the Bannon leaving from that chaos because that's something different completely. I, I agree with that. I agree. Then these other, like uh, that Scaramucci, he came and Scaramucci, I think was a, was a one-off. I think I think that that was to me. And, and again, correct me if you think I'm. I'm it looks I'm like wrong. he was put in there to get rid of Priebus. Right. Mission but, accomplished and one and done and out. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the the word that I've got. Is, and again, I'm not going to rehash my morning show, but you've got the shadow government that consists of, uh, a number of major military industrial congressional complex, uh, nodes, if you will. The matrix of influence. And it got its, it was energized via the Defense Authorization Act, but Within this, the uh, Congressional Armed Services Committee, consisting of, this is one example, consisting of 48 senior members, 
congressmen and senators, just to show you how much money, for example, is involved. This is just one example here. The 48 senators and members of Congress, um, you, you look at you look at our military industrial congressional complex. It consists of over a trillion dollars per year spending for defense military uh, operations, forty six billion in arms sales. You've got uh, John McCain being the poster child of the military industrial congressional complex. John McCain, and think about this: this is in McCain's backyard, right? Mm-hmm. Phoenix is in McCain. All right, John McCain last year received $694,508 in contributions from defense contractors alone, lobbyists, if you will, and defense contractors. Think about that. All of the senators and congressmen on the Armed Services Committee uh, receive uh, receive a lot of money, uh, upwards of $700,000 each per year to take us into put us in a continual state of warfare because without war there's there's not a lot of there's money's not being made so this was a shot at the at the shadow government specifically this was a shot across the bow of uh, McCain territory this had tremendous symbolic significance in terms of location and the attacks against the mainstream media for their bias by Donald Trump for their the way he did this the mainstream and if you and if you think about the military industrial con- congressional complex the mainstream corporate media with the exception of very few uh, of very few people and I'm going to isolate those for the purposes of this discussion very few people at Fox News heading that group of people that include Jeannie, uh, Judge Jeannie, Lou Dobbs, uh, Neil Cavuto, uh, Tucker Carlson, heading that, that group of true conservatives is Sean Hannity, which goes back to what Peter Barry Chaka wrote. Sean Hannity is, is catching the flack. He is the speed bump, uh, or the gate that's keeping right now the shadow government from completely taking over Fox. But remember the corporate media is the mouthpiece for the shadow government. Think Jeff Bezos, $600 million contract. Who owns the Washington Post? Mm-hmm. There you go. So the this was, I believe, and some may say, oh, Doug, you're giving Donald Trump too much credit. I don't think so. Because if you consider him a businessman, and just that alone, an outsider, someone that is... Perhaps his first encounter with the military-industrial-congressional complex, at least up close and personal encounter, perhaps that first encounter came when he walked through the doors of the White House. Let's just consider that as a possibility. Oh, he's familiar with some government operations. You've got to be when you're a billionaire and a tycoon in real estate, right? If, If suddenly... It was thrust upon him, the shadow government war against against him personally and against his agenda, which means all of us, and especially those of us in the independent media, then how do you push back? You have to send you have to send a message, a strong message. So you go to the you go where the battle is. And I think it's significant because this is McCain. 
This is McCain. And, and who else is in Arizona? Do we have anyone else there? I'm gonna. I'm, I'll tell you what. I've got the chat up. I've got the chat up. Anyone else want to toss something out here? Or who else is in Phoenix? I can't think of the other senator's name from Arizona. Come on. Come on. Anyone? All right. Anyone paying any attention? I, I don't. I don't. My mind is turning to mush today. This afternoon. All right. No, I, I really don't. All right. I can't remember. Well, I'm going to leave it? that. I'm going to leave that question hang because you know, if, if no one's paying attention in chat, we could just, just shut chat down. What the heck? I don't. I, I never bring chat up here, and uh, don't lie. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, Sheriff Joe, yes, okay, I, I see something across here, Sheriff. Sheriff Joe, by the way, uh, very Jeff Flake is the other senator. Out of Jeff Flake, there we go, the, and there we go. Who 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 did that? All right, thank you, Eric, Miss Pris, uh, Miss Pris. I'll tell you what. For that answer, if you haven't, if you want a, my book, Stained by Blood, I will sign. I will sign it for you, and I'll send it to you free of charge. So all you have to do is send an email to studio at hagman and hagman dot com. The subject line, just put. Uh, what was the name, Miss Somebody, Miss Press, and just just put on the subject line your name, and um, then in the body of the email put your real name. Sorry, but I'm not going to send you know your real name and your mailing address, and then I will personalize it to you if you'd like, and send it to you if you'd like. My book, Stained by Blood, just because. I feel sure. No, just just because because it's important. I think people I think people need to understand how important this is, and and I I don't think people are giving uh, President Donald Trump enough credit for this. But so that's my that's my theory. That's my working theory. And Miss Pris, if you don't if you don't want that, I understand. If you do, again, it's free of charge to you. Uh, just email me at studio at Hagman and Hagman dot com. I'll have uh, uh, Jackie send that out uh, tomorrow, first thing tomorrow for you. Uh, if you don't already have it or if you already do, uh, you can just give it away or sell it on eBay or something. I don't know. But, uh, but, but so that's what my show is about this morning, about the tactics and about taking apart the intricacies and the difference between the shadow government and the deep state. So now I understand you had a, a really a, a rocking show too, which ties into what we're talking about as well. Yeah. We, we, um, <coughs> started talking about one, or two issues here, and it kind of snowballed into the whole show. But what we were talking about today is the media and what responsibility they have for this for this atmosphere of, of anger and division. We see stories like this. Um, Trump attacks on media drive New York Times into hysterics. It will get people hurt. The New York Times reporter Jim Ruttenberg dominated the front page of Business Day Thursday showing his paranoia towards Trump and media-loathing fans, where he uh, goes on to say that, uh, or his colleague, columnist Nicholas uh, Kristof, warned that Trump will get people hurt due to his attacks on the press. And, you folks, you can go to newsbusters.org and read the article. It starts out, Every time you think President Trump's anti-press rhetoric can't get worse, he finds a way of surprising you and not surprising you all in the same there, he was in Phoenix telling a crowd of thousands of adherent supporters that journalists were sick people who believe, who he believed don't like our country and are trying to take away our history and our heritage. 
That moment matters. Mr. Trump's latest attack on the media came at a time of heightened racial tension stoked by a white supremacist rally in Charlottesville, according to the article. That whole sentence is a lie. Yeah, We're not in a time of heightened racial well, tension, me, and it's just stoked by the media more than anything else. Can, can I ask you a question, though? Isn't that true? Aren't they trying to get rid of our our, our, our Yeah, heritage? it is true. Okay. It All is right. true. And it goes on to say that Mr. Trump's speech in Phoenix uh, reprised the question spawned by his rallies during the presidential campaign, how long before someone is seriously hurt or worse. And all this, you know, huff and puff, he's mentally unstable, he's a Nazi. There was an interesting article up on Hagman Report today from the Daily Caller, which I believe speaks to these the true intentions of these people. CNN, everyone who voted for Trump is a white supremacist by default. I got a, when I posted this, I got a, a, a great response on Twitter. Just somebody out there asking, what about the African Americans who support Trump? What are they? And that's a, a legitimate, obviously a legitimate question. But this is the goal. This is what they're trying to do. Because it's not about race and it's not about Nazis. It is about the opposition to the extreme left, the Hillary Clintons, the Soroses, the Obamas, and all their minions and, and demonic underlings that, and anarchists that we see in the streets. They have successfully, in the minds of these degenerates, linked Nazism and racism to Republicanism. And their solution wow. is violence, their peace through violence. And I was even watching some interviews here. Eric heard a few of them right before the show where a man went to, you know, some of these rallies and was asking people to give examples of, of the racism and, and the Nazism. Nobody could. But when he asked, what, what can we do to, you know, stop these people? Their response were, kill them. Uh, you know, beat them up, take their stuff. And well, even some of the people uh, yeah. there admitted that it wasn't so much about Nazism. That's, that's just the word of the day. It is more about, uh, the ideas that conservatives hold in this country. And that's the true agenda here. It's not to drive out Nazis, uh, because <laughs> I've, I haven't seen a Nazi ever in my life. And it's not to drive out racists, because there's no, I'm sure there's a few thousand white supremacists in the country, but I've never at least knowingly interacted or, or seen any of them. And so you see that these boogeymen are not real and that the, the uh, media... Uh, by the way, I've met one in my life. A actually, white supremacist? Oh, white, uh, or a KKK, I mean... Both. Well, oh, okay. uh, you know, uh, actually, he was, a, he was a KKK member. He had the... Um, he, he was actually wearing a, a Ku Klux Klan, which... Uh, on you know, his shirt, and he also had a tattoo. But you know who else met a Ku Klux Klan member? President Obama, who gave the eulogy to one uh, for his funeral, gave his eulogy. Senator Robert Byrd. <laughs> yeah, there he you was go. A KKK Grand Wizard. Yes. Hillary Clinton said this guy was his me- her mentor. Yes. Obama gave the eulogy at his funeral. But hey, it's all right. We're going to ignore that. Don't let facts get in the way uh, of a good uh, of a good story. What happened to the Russian narrative? Is that well, still lost. operative? No, because Trump is the tra- talking. Trump is the ratings getter. Okay, so I believe their ra- Russia ratings and in Russia story, they ran out of gas. They ran out of places to go. They ran out of lies to create. So they they just left it and picked it up with this Charlottesville incident, and they used this as a way to springboard a whole new. You know, months worth of narratives on what they believe is wrong with Trump and his supporters. What will be the next narrative? That's the que- that's the million dollar question. Well, I, what I, are they going to make up next? I, I I think Joe. I I think um, 
we're going to see a resurgence in the in the Russian narrative with in the next several days i'll tell you i'll tell you why if you watch what Mueller is doing watch first of all Mueller again should not be in that position 28 CFR 45.2 he should, or 28 uh, right CFR I believe that's, that's it doesn't matter according, yeah, according to the statute he should conflict of interest and other reasons he should not be there right right so uh but I think what's going to happen here is you're going to see uh fusion gps turnover whether or not they have done this already i i i know i i know what the the news reports say i just don't trust any of the news reports but i believe that you're going to see uh some documentation that's going to that's been turned over uh by fusion gps or will be but it's they're going to get leaked and that's how, and and whether or not the authenticity can be guaranteed is untrue but wait what's going to be leaked in. the the uh, dossiers collected by the opposition research. Do you mean the fake dossier or actual the, dossiers that were collected separately from the well, one that's well known? Well, there's one that's well known. I think that there's there's dossier, and everyone's got to understand there's dossiers on on all of these groups or all of these members of right. Trump and his administration. But I believe there's going to be the uh, they're all going to be leaked. Of course, that the 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 PP dossier was leaked already. Well, yeah, you say the word dossier, people, including myself, never really hear that word. And when they hear it in connection with Trump, I think most people who've been paying attention equate right. it with something that's false. But but no no, I mean the, these are these are reports, and I'm the authenticity and the veracity of the information within these dossiers uh, are, should be called into question. But I believe that that Mueller is going to be releasing a word. I shouldn't say Mueller. Uh, there will be leaks from the uh, Mueller Independent Council investigation, and this is going to bring the Russian narrative back on the front pages. And the at the epicenter of the leaks and the epicenter of this is going to be Paul Manafort. Okay. That's what I okay. That'd be watch for this for the next couple of days. But you know what? Um, I don't know why the press doesn't just stick to the facts and stick to. I mean, if they want to go after Trump, there's some legitimate areas that they could really get him. And I believe, you know, make a supporter start to ask questions or, uh, not that any supporters watch the mainstream news anyway. Afghanistan's one, you know, the broken campaign promise. Um, and there's several others, but they don't want to do that. They don't want to deal in facts, as you said. And even if you present facts to them, it doesn't matter. They're not going to listen. Folks, we're up against the break. We'll be right back after these short messages. Don't go anywhere. Don't forget Steve Quayle, Michael Laker coming up at eight o'clock after this next segment. We'll be right back. Visit HagmanReport.com for the news and articles that matter most. Stay tuned. We will be right back. In a thrilling series of novels, T.C. Joseph takes us into the lives of three families who struggle to maintain normal lives in a world where conspiracy theory and Bible prophecy collide. T.C. Joseph's viewpoint of alternative history and understanding of prophetic events will change your view of the world and the events on our horizon. 
Kirkus Review states, Readers of End Times Fiction will be hard-pressed to find it done more intriguingly than this. Extremely readable and fast-paced. Blue Wink Reviews boldly states, Fans of Tim LaHaye's Left Behind series and Tom Parada's The Leftovers will find this thought-provoking series absolutely riveting. Order your copies of T.C. Joseph's This Generation series from Amazon.com. Book 1, Precipice. Book 2, Pentecost. And Book 3, Penance. Uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden. Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Folks, to this edition of the Hagman Report, Doug and Joe Hagman, father-son investigative team, thanks so much for your belief and your trust in us. And that's an important fact. You know, you've got so many options during the day. You could listen to a number of programs. You can watch a number of programs in the alternative media. And I suggest you do, but thanks for making us your your home, if you will, and uh, being part of our extended family. Um, at least that's the way we feel about you. So thank you so much for that. Don't forget a couple of things. Uh, the answer to that, uh, that question was Senator Flake and Miss Pris answered that correctly. So send an email, Miss Pris, to you. Send an email to studio at hagmanandhagman.com. That's studio at hagmanandhagman.com. And in the subject line, just put Miss Pris. I, I know how that sounds, but. People, people tuning in late saying, what's, what's that about? Anyway, and then in the body of the email, put your real name and mailing address and how you want the, uh, uh, uh book, uh, personalized. And that way, I'll send it to you if you'd like that. Yeah. Um, um, talk amongst yourselves for a minute. Yeah. No, we're not programmed for it. It's live radio, live television. The bat phone rings. And, uh, 
So, okay. Yeah, real so, quick, just an explanation. We were supposed to have Gary Hunt on we go. today at 7.30, and he was busy with his court appearance and whatnot. Long story short, we're gonna, he was ready to go, but we didn't hear from him all day, so we're just gonna reschedule it for another day. That's why the phone rang. And we don't answer, that particular phone is a direct line, it's like, it's, it's the red phone. It's, if that phone rings, we, you know, it's, it's important to answer, so, okay. Okay, good. Thank you, Miss Press. Um, done. Okay. Also, tomorrow, 2 o'clock, I'm going to be on InfoWars with Alex Jones, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. That was confirmed, I think, earlier today. Um, it should be pretty, it should be pretty interesting. And we do, just so people understand, we, I support Alex Jones's efforts. I think Alex Jones has really blazed some important trails, whether or not, it, it, it doesn't matter. And, and it, it's same with us, like whether or not you, you like us or not, it's the information, the takeaway from this that, that's important. Before we get back to the program, I want, just want to, re, just want to ask you, if you own any size business, small, medium, or large, are you hiring? You know, We've, uh, look, I, uh, that's probably one of the most tedious, hiring is, is one of the most tedious, but yet most important processes a, a business owner can go through. Man, you don't want to make the wrong choice. But my, here's my question. In 2017, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? We have the answer. ZipRecruiter.com. That's ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. They do it better than anyone else. And you can trust me on this because have, having used it, I've used it, and I can guarantee you that's absolutely true. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. There's no juggling of emails or calls to your office. You know how that can be, right? You simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. And trust me, if I can operate it, Eric the Tech says anyone can. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by most businesses or by used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, right now, this is a great deal. Listeners to the Hagman Report can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Hagman. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Hagman. One more time to try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Hagman. And we thank them for being a sponsor of our show. Joe, go ahead. And uh, you, yeah. you were talking during the break about some things. And Yeah, I want to touch real quick on a uh, non-political weather issue, this Hurricane Harvey, because I've been following this since Monday or Tuesday when it was a just a, a depression in the lower gulf there. And I think this is, um, if if the models are accurate or mostly accurate, and this does not stall out in the gulf, which all indications now are saying, it is strengthening. It was a not even a tropical storm last night. It's a trop, it's a category one hurricane now. They're saying it could be up to a category four or higher by tomorrow. But what makes this storm dangerous, at least from what I can tell, and different than many others, are two things. One is the storm surge that's expected to come in with the storm hitting the coast of Texas. And two is 
there are a number of uh, high pressure systems around the storm. If it stays in the ocean or if it comes up and creeps up into Texas, it's going to stall out there. And some of the models have it stalling for anywhere from 7 to 10 days. Many, even on Drudge, they say up to 30 inches of rain. I saw somebody at, say between 40 and 50 inches of rain yesterday. All Obviously, all this is speculation. But there are some political headlines coming out from this hurricane. First major stress test for president and the uh, the publication Salon says Trump has already flunked. Some are even taking already to the climate change argument saying, well, if the president didn't pull out of the climate cord, this would not have happened. Obviously, we haven't had a hurricane strike the mainland U.S. They say 142 months. I know it's been, you know, 10 years. So it will be very interesting to see what happens with this. I said all that to say this, folks, keep your eyes on the storm. It's not just the storm itself. It's the the areas around it with these two high-pressure systems. It really could stall out over Texas and just dump rain for days and days and days and days. And, you know, our prayers are with our listeners in Texas, and, and we, we we pray for you. Um, we it, it it would be horrific to have that much that much rain, the salt yeah. systems. And it's not just about the hurricane, whether it's a right. tropical storm or a hurricane. It's this whole weather system. It is the possibility of it of it sitting over Texas for five to six to seven days, wow. dumping huge amounts of of downpours and, and rain. I mean, just on Dredge right now, as I said, they uh, have a headline that's been up there all day, up to thirty inches of rain. That could be a conservative conservative estimate based on how many how long it stays there <clears throat> in that region. Some are saying that it might hook up. Either way, uh, it looks like Corpus Christi and in that area is more going to take the hit, but it could hook up towards Houston, and even uh, some models put it hitting the uh, coast of Texas for a few days, and then coming back into the Gulf and going back up towards Louisiana. So either way, it's going to be a long weekend for you folks in Texas and down there in Louisiana, already flood-prone areas, and it would be devastating if this some of these models are accurate in the stalling of the storm and in how long the storm stalls out over these areas. But again, I've been following this since Monday, maybe early Tuesday morning. And this doesn't look, you know, a lot of the times we see, oh, you know, we're going to get 40 inches of snow in New York City just a few years ago. Do you yeah. guys remember that? Where the, yeah. they got like a dusting. They closed down the whole the whole New York City. Everybody got to go home from work early. They declared a state of emergency. They never even got an inch of snow. This is different. For sure, this is different. Wow. And with keep our eyes the on that. gap in how long it's been since we've had a hurricane strike the mainland U.S., we're definitely due. We've been due for a while. But and, let's just hope this doesn't take the same Katrina type. Because uh, they, they say that, that it's intensifying so much. It went from not even a tropical storm yesterday to a Category 1 hurricane today. And they say it's rapidly intensifying. So where can that put it at tomorrow? But either way, as I said, the rainfall and the storm surge are the two things that need to be watched. They're already having evacuations down along the coast and in other areas. I would heed those warnings very seriously. Really? Take this seriously. And, yeah, and learn from, residents should learn from Katrina. And if you really want to dissect what happened with Katrina, it's an interesting lesson in crisis management. It really is. Um, Bush, the, the blame ultimately stops. The buck stops with George W. Bush. However, um, it's doing a hell of a job, Brownie. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, it, the, the it, it was wow. The, the oh, what a mess that it was just a mess, and uh, that should tell us all that we need to prepare. We all should have our preparations in order, and we should have uh, contingency plans in order as well. But uh, anyway, I know you got something there, but that's I fine. Throw this Look, out go ahead, there. go ahead, uh, take it. You might have seen this story. Debbie Wasserman Schultz Islamophobia claim prompts angered Marine to go public on the Awans. Yep. The and this was the person who rented the house, I believe, after the Awans who turned Andre in the, Taggart of who, a yeah, Marine who turned in the broken hard drives. A Marine who provided key evidence in the FBI case against Democrat Debbie Wasserman Schultz, former IT employee, said he is appalled by her claim that Islamophobia led the U.S. Capitol Police to frame the former staffer. The uh, And even yesterday, two of Amir and Awan's relatives went on the record to say that they think he would do anything for money, meaning Taggart, this uh, Marine. Taggart alerted the FBI no. to damaged hard drives no. and okay. a cache of electronics Stop. tied to Awan. Okay, this is what's not being reported. Stop right there. The, and the cache of electronics. Now, now, here's the information. George Webb, regardless, again, whatever you think of George Webb, we've had him on our program as a guest, but George Webb interviewed face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball, Andre Taggart. And the information, and this was, uh, I also got information that this was verified by a secondary source directly to me about this, the not just a hard drive or two or a laptop. It was there were uh, there were multiple devices, including eighteen as perhaps as many as twenty BlackBerry telephones. Okay, included that were left by Imran Awan at that residence. Laptops and at least one, maybe two routers, as well as I did mention laptop, but I want to make sure there were two, at least two laptops and other, um, what would you call it, parts, I guess, miscellaneous parts. So we're not talking about a small little, we're not talking about one device or two devices. We're talking about a box full, including 18 to 20 BlackBerry telephones at that location. This is so significant. And I did a show on this a couple of days ago. My, my I dedicated the Hagman Daily Show to this. In fact, a couple of them. You can go to BTR and you can see, or go to on HagmanReport.com and you can see. I think um, um, Eric the Tech had created a, a page or, or that lists the various shows. But but all that said, Joe, this over 80 congressional Democrats have been affected, infested over mm-hmm. 13 years by. I'm going to say, this is my count, and I'm going to be talking about this with Alex Jones, uh, 14 separate individuals, not just one, but 14 individuals tied to Imran Awan, 13 plus Imran, 14 in total that I've been able to verify, including his wife. Uh, $6 million in wages paid. The, I thought it was for four million. The, the four million, four million at the low end to six million if you include the individuals I'm including. Okay. Okay. Because a normal IT administrator or an IT worker receives somewhere about forty to forty to fifty thousand dollars per year. Imran Awan, for example, and, and his uh, brother, uh, 
you're talking 157,000 per year. Why is that? And in the case of Imran Awan getting paid well after he was barred from ever being able to allow the uh, set foot in, in the U.S. Capitol by Debbie Wasserman Schultz, there is blackmail here. There is, there is uh, an offsite server. This is, this is huge. This is, this makes, uh, the Senator Joe McCarthy communist infiltration, this dwarfs that by orders of magnitude much greater. I'm, I'm telling you right now, this is the biggest story that has, that has gone unreported. And it involves, again, 80 congress, congressmen on the Democratic side over the course of 13 years, uh, over a dozen individuals, Pakistani nationals, and very specifically off-site servers, uh, backdooring equipment to get information. I would even go as far as to say that the extortion 17 sealed team six, perhaps, and as well as the raid in Yakla, the, uh, by President Trump and other raids that went bad or other events that went bad, I would, I would very much say because these people had access to the highest, the, th- um, the highest levels of the three highest, com- uh, intelligence committees. And they had foreknowledge of these raids or at least cur- uh, concurrent knowledge of, of the raids and the various, uh, communications. I would venture to say, Joe, that it's very possible that the Awan uh, spy ring was responsible for the sabotage of things like uh, operations like the SEAL Team 6, Extortion 17, like the raid at Yakla and other such uh, incidents. But yet, the, the and I mentioned this before, and Andrew McCarthy wrote in the National Review two days ago a very good article. I've got a copy of the indictment. I've, I read through the indictment, and I missed this the first time. Well, I didn't miss it because it wasn't there. But Andrew McCarthy pointed out that this is a very narrow indictment. It has one count related to one count of mortgage fraud, when in fact this should have... What's not there is it speaks volumes. What is, is absent from this indictment is deliberately omitted. Now, Steve Wasserman is a U.S. attorney. There's no... I've got no... Uh, absolute positive confirmation that Steve Wasserman, who is Debbie Wasserman Schultz's brother, and a U.S. attorney in the office that's prosecuting this case, I've got I've got no um, uh, verification that that he has any involvement in it. But certainly, people say he had some involvement in burying the Seth Rich case. I, I they overlap Seth Rich and that. But but see here, here's the thing. I think that there's some uh, influence there just by his presence. So. Uh, whether or not he signed, he didn't sign the indictment, uh, Channing, uh, I, I can't remember the last name, signed the indictment, but the fact of the matter is, uh, the indictment is much too narrow, much too, much too focused. And Wasserman Schultz is at the epicenter of this, and don't forget, uh, we saw the DNC hacks, and, and this overlaps the Seth Rich murder case. Whether or not Seth Rich was murdered for what he knew, or died knowing, uh, or died, uh, Ultimately, uh, uh, died, uh, after his communications with WikiLeaks and, and how that occurred, whether it was via thumb drive or flash drive, uh, by a dead drop or a personal handoff or, uh, electronically. It, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is the Seth Rich murder investigation, uh, the Wisenant, uh, U.S. prosecutor in Florida, that murder as yet unsolved. And 
the a one case all overlap if you draw three like concentric circles or three circles and overlap them at, at the epicenter is Debbie Wasserman Schultz DNC and the one. So that's my that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. That's based on my investigation and research. Yeah. So this uh, this story of this Taggart's interesting. It's funny. He goes on to say. Um, I'm absolutely disgusted with everything going on in this country right now, mostly because of right-wing conservatives. But with respect to this situation, political affiliation is irrelevant. He also goes on to say, I just want to get these guys locked up and exposed, and now also the people who facilitated them should also be locked up as far as I'm concerned. And he is he is right on that. Um, kind of switching gears here in the last few minutes, I want to, we got a few emails about this today, and I've seen this, I saw this video on, I don't know, was it late last week? There's a witness in Charlottesville who said he had seen, along with some other people, the white supremacists, quote-unquote white supremacist protesters, and the Antifa protesters getting off the same buses. He goes on to describe these dark charcoal gray buses to where they were bumper to bumper when they drove and, and when they parked. He describes it kind of like when you see school buses at a out-of-town football game, uh, when you have the buses, you know, lined up. He goes on to say that uh, they look like charter buses and that these people getting off some of the same buses had, had the – I guess if you looked at it as a football team, you have the reds and the, and the greens that the reds and the greens were all getting off these same buses and coming from the same area. They, they're all shit busted in together, all these protesters or fake protesters. Now, he goes on. It's a much more detailed um, interview he gives. Live is, chat is, with is, is Charlottesville, that, Virginia eyewitness. Is, 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 is that the video? Is that Okay, that's a video. And well, who, we got who is e- that with? I don't know. Uh, I think it's... Um, I mean, what platform? TheCharlesPatrick.com, that interview is. Okay, all right. But we got a few emails today on this subject, uh, one from Lori, who got this from Steve Quayle's site, which is a link to Z3News.com, Eyewitnesses Reveals Horror of What Really Happened in Charlottesville. Oh, I received a whole bunch of emails about that as well. And then there was an... We got another one just right before that, and that's that's the same article. But, but um, the the authenticity of, of the witnesses, Joe, I think that we need to verify that. But I, I do agree, uh, we have anecdotal evidence and sufficient prima facie evidence if we were conducting an investigation uh, to to warrant additional investigation into that uh, Antifa slash. Uh, yeah, yeah. He even goes on to say that afterwards that. Many of these people sat down together and ate dinner at different restaurants before being bussed back out. Huh. The interviewer says, you're saying in the restaurants, Black Lives Matter and the KKK were having civilized conversations. The eyewitness. Yes, they were. They were talking like you and I are talking. All right. And yeah. it, I mean, there's a lot more, folks. There, you gotta, there you gotta, would be. I don't want to read the whole transcript or go over all the video. But there, there would be other witnesses to that. I, 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 I'm sure of that. There would be other witnesses to that. There, there's not going to be just one witness. Oh yeah, there's more than one witness, but this is one of the ones who is speaking out and gave an interview. Okay. But there are interesting stories all across the internet, um, pointing things like this out. And it's not just in Charlottesville. It is, uh, and there's more than, you know, the eyewitness KKK and Tifa, uh, talks about the same thing. That's a video on, um, on YouTube also. They talk about these two groups, basically buddy buddy, coming in together, 
forming on different sides of this political argument, kind of battling each other, and then after it's all said and done, going back home together. Just like you would expect a paid paid protesters to do. Because I can tell you this for sure. We see it in the way that the media has spun up some of these <clears throat> people in America. Once you're on opposite sides of that political spectrum, you're not going to be sitting down and eating dinner with the other side. Not like this. I mean, especially when you see the, the rage in these people, the anger in these people. There's not even real Nazis, and these people believe they're Nazis, so they're ready to kill these other people because that's what they believe. They're not going to be sitting down and breaking bread together. Not like that. Not after a day like that, or a tragedy like that. But it just goes to show, you know, we've been talking about this mainstream media narrative, and how are they are they responsible for the violence that we see in many cases, and I believe, yes, they are. From the... I, I agree. And they're responsible for the, you know, we talked about this too, the ESPN story. The ESPN pulled an announcer off of the Virginia football game because his name was Robert Lee, too similar to Robert E. Lee, even though the guy was Chinese. Just absolutely crazy. Then the president of ESPN came out and denied it. And even when he's denying it, the the news had the memo where they said they did it specifically because of the name. They were showing it while he's saying that wasn't the reason. I thought that was pretty funny. Wow. ESPN, they should be boycotted and, and just... Continue, people continue to stop watching them like you have been because they have lost billions of dollars these last few years because of their liberal leaning agenda. And it's not so much their liberal leaning agenda, it's their willingness to put that on TV when people are looking to sports to get away from those kind of discussions, to have it jammed down your throat, to have, um, and oh, there's so much, yeah, we could just go on forever. With it's, that. it's much like the Olympics or any other sport with a transgender issue. Um, I, I think, I think, the the weaponization of things like uh, sexuality and, and and immorality in this country that's seeping into the recreational the sports because how many people how many people watch sports a great majority watch sports yeah. and pay attention to sports and some most people and it's unfortunately most Americans know more about sports than they do politics or or the or our system of government government um, so. What better place to really brainwash the masses than in that venue? But at the end, it's, it's ridiculous. It's it's incredible. Don't forget Steve Quayle and uh, Dr. Michael Lake coming up. Also, I'll be on Infowars tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Just for those people interested, tune in. Tune in. And you know what? Um, send Infowars a note thanking him for having me on. And, and uh, if, if, if you're so inclined... Um, any chance that we have to spread the the, the 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 truth and information, I think is I think is a great I think it's a great opportunity. And uh, of course, one more time, with two new shows. Go to HagmanReport.com dot com mm-hmm. on the top. Listen and uh, two new shows. Information about the shows. Links to the current show and previous shows. I mean, so many options. iTunes. Would you say iTunes? Stitcher. iTunes, Stitcher. I mean, and any just any podcast app that you have should be able to download the show. All right. I downloaded it on my phone. What's that, Eric? 80%, 80%. of them. Okay. I downloaded it on my phone, on the uh, on my computer, both through iTunes, but there are many other options if you don't have an iPhone or just an a, Android you know, phone or yeah. on the computer. There's lots of, of ways to listen. You can go to Blog Talk Radio and listen to the archive right from there. You can listen to it right from the Hagman Report under um, under the Listen button or Two New Shows button. 
There you go. It's all right there. <clears throat> Eric said Stitcher is his preference. I haven't used that yet. Okay. You gonna hey, get mic'd up? Can, can you can, can you like take out the uh, my uh, stuttering and, and the, my that slow be, talk? That would be under the speed oh, option. Under the speed option, yeah. Right. Listen to me at one and a half speed. Uh, that's probably the most efficient. Well, we are um, at the end of this hour. We have Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com and Dr. Michael Lake. Dr. Lake's the author of many books, including The Shinar Directive, one of my favorites. They are going to be on to discuss a number of things, so make sure you, you stay tuned. It's always a great conversation when Dr. Lake comes on, but when Steve Quayle joins them, that's like a, a joining of the minds, and it's going to get really good. You're listening to this edition of the Hagman Report on this Thursday. We'll be right back after these messages. Don't go anywhere. Go to HagmanReport.com. Click on the link to Greenovative. But what Greenovative is, it's a small company in Florida. They created something called the GMAG Power Cell. It produces electricity by adding salt water to this unit that recharges rechargeable batteries. It's the coolest thing you'll ever see in your life. It's really neat. Really a, a super device. All right, You need just two teaspoons of ordinary table salt, a little water, but a bang, you're charging your rechargeable batteries. Super GMAG chargeable is affordable. It's lightweight, weighs about 8 ounces. It's durable. It's EMP proof. And it's environmentally friendly. Yeah, that it is. It'll provide safe and convenient power for recharging uh, 6 AA batteries off the grid. When other power sources aren't available, anywhere, anytime, in any weather, day or night, go to greenovative.com. That's greenovative.com. Folks, in these uncertain times, it just makes sense to have a sustainable backup method for accomplishing one of life's most important tasks, that's preparing food. This is the way to go. There is nothing better than a Minuteman rocket stove from MinutemanStove.com. We all need a way to cook and a method to process water. I mean, think about it. Think about the many things that could happen to you. Minuteman rocket stove can provide your family or group the perfect solution. It's small, lightweight, wood-burning, and every bit as powerful as a kitchen stove. It's smoke fully self-contained for clean storage and transport. Because it's so efficient, it cuts down on your wood gathering and processing chores to a tenth what would be required if cooking the old-fashioned way over an open fire. So don't rely on gas for fuel stoves. Prepare your family. Prepare for yourself. Order a Minuteman rocket stove today. It's going to make bad times much better. Folks, MinutemanStove.com. MinutemanStove.com. Need I say more? You should have a Minuteman, the survival stove in an MOK. For investors, Timberland has become the symbol of safety. Global tropical timber demand continues to surge as the world's population increases. The need for managed, sustainable timber production forests has never been greater. When stock markets crash, trees keep growing. Direct ownership of fully managed tropical timberland acreage is now available to accredited investors. Prime, valuable hardwood groves close to the beautiful Costa Rican border generate and maintain superior long-term wealth. Consider visiting our forest plantations. 
Qualified accredited investors should go to PreciousTimberProfits.com or dial 855-888-6288 for more information. Call 855-888-6288 or visit PreciousTimberProfits.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288, PreciousTimberProfits.com, PreciousTimberProfits.com. Our guest this hour, in fact, for the remainder of the program, Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com. That's stevequayle.com. You know Steve. Uh, I know Steve. Steve is the really the godfather of the alt-right, in my view, the true alt-right, but the truth, talk radio, talk radio truth. Forget the name alt-right and stuff. But, but uh, Steve Quayle, good friend, good friend of the program, good friend of mine, and... Uh, uh, I'm just so excited to have him on, as well as Dr. Michael Lake. Not, Dr. Lake has written a, a, a couple of books, The Shine Art Directive and The Sharith Imperative. I was fortunate enough and humbled uh, to be able to write the foreword for The Sharith Imperative. Just two fantastic books. I mean, incredible books. The, the, the knowledge in those two books is you just can't get it elsewhere. And uh, Dr. Michael Lake is, uh, I, I kind of consider him like my mentor in that in, in, in terms of in that subject matter. So, uh, so pleased to have them both on. And don't forget Branson, Missouri coming up in September. We're going to be hearing more about that. The live stream option. If you haven't signed up for live stream, oh, do so. You've got to do that. But with that, I'm going to kick it over to Joe. And Joe, you go ahead and, uh, let's unsort this out. Make sure we have everybody on here. We're good. According All right, there. we're good. All right, go ahead. Let's just bring them on. Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com and Dr. Michael Lake. It's great to have you both on the on the show. Steve, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you get the this interview going. Well, thank you. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to share with you before I bring on Dr. Lake, he'll have the majority of the show because I've got a lot to learn, and uh, we're all graced by the grace of God to be able to hear what the Lord has been sharing with Michael Lake. But uh, earlier today, I was on with Greg Hunter, and when we start talking, and Dr. Lake, you'll find this more than interesting, about Jesus and about the Luciferian uh, desire to absolutely destroy this president and also the war they're making on Christians, especially first and foremost economically. You'll appreciate this, Doug. We were taken down three different times and uh, so much static that uh, that Greg Hunter was kind of, I think, a little bit flabbergasted because he said, quote, unquote, this has never happened to me before. I prayed after that, and here's what I want to do before I bring on Dr. Lake. I want you to agree, those of you who can see the hand of God on President Donald Trump's life and that the world is gathered against him, that's how I know again that God's hand is upon him, including what Mark Taylor has so accurately given and prophetically pronounced. But we need to pray for him, and I believe God has granted me an understanding of the battle that is against him, and I want you to join with me, if you have clear conscience, 
for voting for this man. I've never dug Joe, and I've never seen Dr. Lake, such dissension and almost, if you will, the desiring of the day of the Lord to, quote, get this thing over with when the people who say that are absolutely, in my opinion, so wrong and so deceived, not even to begin to understand the lives that are at stake, the absolute desire of God that none should perish. So if everyone would join me, those who can join me in clear conscience, I want to pray a prayer for the president, and I believe you'll understand what God's going to do after this prayer. I know it is not within, and I'm saying this, Doug, with, it's not within my ability to make this come to pass, but God loves his children. And those of you who are called by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who love the living God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your strength, with all your soul, with all that is within you, I want you to join, because there is a release for you coming also. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come together as the children of the redeemed, Lord, not the total body of the children of the redeemed, but those who are giving ear to this show tonight. And Lord, we bind our hearts in agreement as touching this thing on earth. And Father, we pray that, Lord, whether it be an angel, a messenger angel, a dream or a vision that is so supernaturally signatured with your hand that you will show uh, President Donald Trump those that are against him in his own cabinet, Lord, and if there's any in his own family, Lord, no matter who it is, that, God, you will give him a clear and present understanding. Lord, your word says you will deliver him from the battle that is against him. And, Father, it is our praise to you that, Lord, because of your intervention, we have some time. But that time must be used to repent, Lord. And, Father, I pray that you grant the spirit of repentance to every one of us, Lord, and let it start with me. But, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would so move mightily. And, Lord, before, pra before Pastor Bruce York passed away, he gave me the last word of the Lord that I believe was heaven-sent that I ever received from him. And that is, Steve, command the angels of God to be released. And this is coming from a man who walked in the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. Command the angels of God to be loose, to go and to uh, make war against the enemies of my people, and to also go and minister to my people. So, Father, in obedience to your servant, which is now beholding your face in the glorious presence of the King of glory, I release in Jesus' name, Lord, the angels of Almighty God, the warring angels, to fight against those that are coming against. And Lord, I render every curse that's being spoken, every bit of rebellious cursing, wickedness, ritual magic against him, null and void. And Lord, I loose the angels, your warring angels, to stand with those who are standing in the gap, Lord, to fight off this great evil. And I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, within 40 days, Every single person who has heard this broadcast, if they honestly repent, if they honestly seek you, if they honestly weep out to touch, Lord, the lives that can be saved, Lord, if we will stand behind what you're doing. Lord, the devil has had the imperative, the initiative for the last eight years, and
And now, God, in the name of Jesus, we just loose, Lord God, the spirit of revelation and wisdom in the acknowledging of you to President Donald Trump. And, Lord, I cover his wife. I cover his family. Lord, his sons, their families, their their children, Lord, uh, especially his youngest son. Lord, and I say the curse causeless shall not lie. God, as you gave Jehoshaphat the victory against just insurmountable odds, we loose the spirit of victory over President Donald Trump in Jesus' name. Amen, and so be it. And Lord, I mean so be it. In the mighty name of Jesus, let it come to pass as the word of God has spoken it. In Jesus' name. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the Branson Conference is coming up. And this isn't a pitch for it, but there's going to be a supernatural move of God. You don't have the men of God, like uh, Pastor uh, David Langford, like Dr. Lake, like uh, Henry Groover, like the people that are there to lift up God. We're going to give you the truth. I believe God is going to use the root, R-O-O-T, of wisdom and the release of knowledge to help you battle in the true nature of the battle. Jesus cursed the roots of the tree, and when the disciples passed by it, they saw that it had dried up from the roots, and he said, you know, no man eat fruit from the, uh, from the here on. And Father, in Jesus' name, and ladies and gentlemen, people of God, understand this, that you, your prayers, your intercession, are the only thing standing before the slaughter of so many of our innocent brethren. And God forbid, and I am personally saying, Lord, forgive us for not fighting against the slaughter of the men, women, and children. And also, Lord, the unnecessary slaughter of those in the Middle East, even though they're not Christians. Father, too much blood is being spilled. And Lord, I ask that you bring this internal revolution that's underway to not, Lord, to not for the time being. I know the scriptures will be fulfilled, but God, rise up within your people. Rise up, O King of glory. Amen. Now, Dr. Lake, I'm turning it right over to you. And thank you. And just take it. If you need a break, give it back to me. But I want everyone to hear Dr. Lake present the total eclipse, judgment, and standing in the court of the Lord. Go ahead, sir. I tell you what, you're like me tonight. I, I come onto this broadcast loaded for bear, and I, I think you did too, Steve. <laughs> it, it, it blessed me. Listen, when we look at the total eclipse, and uh, I was at Hear the Watchmen when they had the, uh, uh, the conference in Boise, Idaho. I was flying back during the eclipse, and I want to, sh- and I just touched on it in the conference there, but I want to look at some things. Uh, as I begin looking at the numbers, looking at uh, different aspects of this total eclipse, uh, first of all, it was the first total eclipse to cross the United States since 1776. And the founding fathers considered that it was a sign of God's providence for the nation with what they were doing. Uh, we also see Masonic overtones with the, with the eclipse. It came in on the 33rd state, and it cut it all the way across the United States, and it went out the 33rd parallel. At the same time, we see biblical overtones in this. Uh, the rabbis, when they look at a total eclipse over a nation, it is a sign of the pending judgment of God. But also encoded within all this, across all, it across over 12 states. 12 is the biblical number of divine government. It crossed over seven cities named Salem. Salem is Old English for shalom or peace. Seven is the number, uh, biblical number for the foundation of the word completeness and perfection 
And most importantly, guys, and this is kind of what Steve was doing at the beginning of the show, is the eclipse fell on Teshuvah, which is a very significant time on the biblical calendar, on the Jewish calendar. Uh, and I, th- I think what it's revealing is we're uh, we are at a pivotal, pivotal prophetic point right now. Uh, Teshuvah, when it was established by Israel, the very first time that uh, Moses went up on the mountain, brought down the Ten Commandments, they had made the golden calf and, and had been judged by God. The second time he went up, instead of Israel doing these things, they humbled themselves before God. They were spending 40 days in repentance while he was up before the throne of God receiving the commandments, and he came down on the Day of Atonement. And so we, we have this uh, te- this period of teshuvah of repentance and returning to the ways of God that are embedded in the fall feasts. And when you understand the feasts of the Lord, Jesus, the first time he came, he fulfilled the spring, fe- uh, the spring feast. Uh, the Feast of Shavuot or Pentecost is where the church has been for almost 2,000 years. But as we approach the fall feast, the Feast of Trumpets, uh, uh, Dr. Michael Heiser in his new book on reversing Hermon points out that that was, that was September 11, 3 AD, uh, BC that Jesus was born. So that was the Feast of Trumpets. Ten days later, you have the Days of Awe, or you have the Days of Awe, and then you go into the Day of Atonement, which is the Valley of Armageddon. And then the, uh, Tabernacles represents not only, uh, the, uh, millennial reign of Christ, but the new heaven and new earth. So it's all intertwined. And what's pivotal is us entering into this time of seeking the face of God and to begin entering into these 40 days of repentance. Guys, if we do it right, God can turn this thing around for us, guys. Uh, and an illustration of this, you remember, uh, Doug, you remember here back uh, a few years ago, everybody was talking about the blood moons and the tetrad? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, uh, Mark Biltz you know, wrote a book uh, on that. Jonathan Cohen, yeah, and every, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Everybody always, no, everybody always looks at the calendar, but the Bible says you got to watch and pray because you also have to look for signs in the heavens when all these things are going on. That year on the feast of, the feast of trumpets is a very unique feast because no man knows the day or the hour because it takes two witnesses to be able to see the new moon to begin, to begin the feast of trumpets. God broke the tetrad that year with a sandstorm and it delayed the feast of trumpets for two years. Because of that, uh, all the, all the feasts shifted by, or by two days, all the feasts shifted by two days, and because of our own repentance before God and seeking the face of God, God broke His own tetrad. So we, we can see this concept of God giving us more time and, and God, uh, and God changing things because we pray. And, you know, I, I cannot, I cannot overestimate the power prayer, of prayer, Doug, prayer makes it, God's yeah. people. Prayer makes a difference. I, I recall uh, us doing a, uh, uh, Steve, I think you might recall this, uh, uh, five weeks of prayer right around the time uh, Syria was such a hot issue initially when Obama and, of course, uh, Hillary, State Department, and, and you and Pastor Langford on our platform, five weeks of prayer. And I think that, I think, I really believe in my heart of hearts that that had a, a positive impact on on the situation, so... I know prayer works. Well, I do too, Doug, and I guess tonight is another, uh, if you will, an exclamation point to that. You know, here's the thing. Only those that have eyes will see, only those that have ears will hear, and only those that have a heart will understand. 
because an understanding heart goes beyond the senses. It's where our spirit, our spirit relates to God specifically. And so that's where, that's where we're at, and I think it's critical that we're talking about this tonight. Amen. Are you there? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Doug, can you also have uh, Todd? I don't know if you got my email, but can you give me some volume? I can barely hear Dr. Lake. All right. We're going to work on that right now. Uh, okay. Okay. So, okay. Dr. Lake, to you, sir. Uh, you know, I, I, one of the things Steve did in, in the prayer that he did is that he not only engaged in first heaven spiritual warfare, but he properly engaged in second. You see, it's time for the body of Christ to grow up in a lot of things. You know, principalities and powers are second heaven entities. The Word of God never tells us to go at them directly. We petition heaven for heaven to send warring immortals to war against those things. And and Steve was spot on, which means that, that he has been taught. But in, in, in so many areas, guys, the body of Christ has not been taught how to, how to the protocols for those types of, of spiritual warfare. Uh, and another one is is understanding that grace and judgment are two sides of the same coin. You know, when when Almighty God, when you read in Genesis, uh, it's it's Elohim did this, Elohim did that, and the, the moment He begins to create man, He introduces a new name for Himself, a name that even the serpent or the Nechesh in the garden didn't understand. He said, "The Lord God, Yahweh Elohim." Now, when you look at this in Hebrew. Yahweh represents the grace of God, the mercy of God. In fact, encoded into Yahweh, yod heh vav when you look at those original Hebrew letters, it can be literally interpreted, the God with the nailed hand shall be revealed twice in the Tetragrammaton. And so he, and Elohim represents the justice or the judgment of God. And so the moment that God began to create man, he balanced justice and mercy together for the sake of mankind. And so, we guys, we need to move past uh, some of the crazy things that are going on in the body of Christ. You know, uh, when I, I know Steve has seen this, when he began talking about judgment and, and asking God for judgment, Christians just get stupid on this. They want to run. When, when I realize the Bible says the righteous rejoice in judgment, that because I, I, I'm in Christ, because I have, I've already been judged in Him, and I and first I was found guilty, and then I have been redeemed, and now I stand in Christ as innocent. I can ask for judgment in these things. And the body of Christ, guys, is not asking for judgment. We need to begin seeking the face of God to begin judging the evil around us. You know, the Word says that when I, when I have found that secret place of the Most High, there can be a thousand by my left hand and, and ten thousand by my right, but it won't come near me because Almighty God is big enough to judge the unrighteous while protecting the righteous. And we, we, we have to have our eyes open for this because the way that we need to pray is we've got to begin learning to move in the court of God. And uh, our, our attitude about, about doing this needs to transcend uh, just giving God our Christmas list, you know, and that, that's the way most people's prayers are, you know, bless Dick, bless Jane. Uh, please give me a car, please give me this, give me this, give me that. Uh, you know, that's meeting our daily bread, but we need to move in our prayer life well beyond that so that we can begin standing and begin petitioning heaven for the things that we really need that matter. And right now in America, 
We need God to judge the evil that is going on in this nation. What do you think, Doug? No, I, 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 I'm, I can't, I mean, perfect, right on the money. Steve, go ahead. Is the volume better, by the way, Steve? I, I, I can't. Yeah, let me share this. The only thing that brings repentance that I've seen in the Old Testament is basically either the threat of judgment or judgment itself to get the uh, people of God, or at least the followers, whether they're in the desert or in the 21st century desert, to turn. We saw that a little bit on 9-11, Doug. By the way, that's when you and I first made uh, friendship was right after that, and we had the, what was it, the HQ Intel alert within six yes, months or so? Yes, sir. But anyway, what what we've got to grow a set. I'm sorry, Rodney Howard Brown said that on Alex Jones. And let God arise and his enemies be scattered. The Lord himself has put it within the realm of men to come together in agreement. And when we pray in agreement, and when we pray imprecatory prayer and release the judgment in the earth, that's when people know and learn of the ways of the Lord. Listen, I want to say something, and I want to make this clear. Do not even attempt to attribute this to Dr. Lake, because, you know, he would not say what I'm going to say. But because so many people have tried to be politically correct, and let's just make it real soft. This is a soft sell Steve statement. And embraced areas of the posterior of the enemy, they have been totally set for destruction. The reason there's so much destruction in our homes, in our lives, in our country, is because God's people are absolutely asleep at the switch. And I can tell you time and time again, whether it's Rome, whether it's Troy, whether it's the different uh, cities states of Greece, whether it's the Babylonian Empire, the Assyrian Empire, all through history, when people got fat, dumb, and happy, that's when the slaughter came. If I were to put a level of importance on what Dr. Lake is saying tonight, I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, let them that have ears hear what the spirit of the seven, uh, the sevenfold spirit of the Holy God is saying to his people. You had better embrace this. And I pray, Dr. Lake, and I know you'll agree with me for a release of that understanding in the spirit only the holy spirit himself can teach people the spiritual things of the living god you can't learn them by going to bible school you can't learn them by uh, you can learn to approach god by that but it's in the school of the spirit it's on your knees that more answers to life are solved than in all your pleas and on all your passing things i want to share something i i, I sense this is important Many of you have trusted the Lord for decades, maybe even close to half a century, still waiting for the the Spirit of God to speak or release. And I am telling you this, it is coming into those who have genuinely, out of a contrite heart, and an honest reliance, trusting on, and totally uh, giving themselves to the purpose of God, that it's going to come. And I know that Dr. Lake feels this, that Branson is different. Now look, Dr. Lake and everybody who's going to be at the conference, with the exception probably myself and Pastor Langford and Henry Groover, our conference speakers, and God has used them to prepare the way. But it, with, without the Holy Ghost, without the spirit of the Ruach HaKodesh uh, breathing into the, the life of God, we're nothing but tinkling symbols. And I might also say there's too much tinkling.
completely in the britches because people don't know their authority they have in God. So don't hold that against Pastor Lake. Those are my statements. You know, Dr. Lake, sometimes I think if Doug had a literally a, a, a bowl of cold water with ice in it at his command and the angels of God would pour it over everybody to wake up, I would think that that would be good. Now, obviously, that's a metaphor, but that is my prayer for tonight. You're right, I'm on fire. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm firing on all 12 cylinders and twin-turboed and supercharged at the same time. Go ahead, sir. Uh, you know, I'm ex-military, so you don't need to water it down for me. I think I'd have probably gotten stronger. Uh, guys, in, in, <laughs> in, in Psalms 37, uh, 30 through 33, listen to this. said, The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of the Lord is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Listen, guys, it, it's, it's time for us to grow up. It's time for us to quit playing church and to be the church of the living God. We were called for more than just the best life now. We were called to make a difference in our generation, to push back the gates of hell, to overcome them according to Jesus. And, I, and you know, when, when Jesus spoke those words, he was actually speaking beyond his disciples. Because at Mount Hermon, the watchers weren't even released yet. He was speaking to them about something that they would never experience in their lifetime. And he was speaking 2,000 years later to what we find ourselves in now. He understood the mess. He understood the technology. He understood the politics. And he said, listen, all of that combined will not prevail against the church. But the church has got to wake up. It's got to return to publicity. It's got to return to hitting its knees and getting right with God. Because it's only at that place of being right with God that we can move in the power that we need to in this hour. As someone who is right with God, who uh, that all of their life is under the blood. They're not trying to play being politically correct. They're, they have not compromised with the world. The world is anathema to them. All they seek is to please their king and to walk in his kingdom. My friend, when those kind of people pray and learn to enter into the court of God, Heaven begins to move, hell trembles, and the earth changes. That is where we need to be right now. Absolutely right. And, and I wanna, I'm going to take it and hand it right back to you. Do you guys understand, and, and Dr. Lake teaches at length on this as well as others, and, and for years and years and years, and you know this, Michael, forgive me, I'll call you by your first name in this case, that... The teaching of the tabernacle went absolutely uh, uh, postal, meaning it went throughout the land in the early years of the charismatic movement. But the one thing people could never get the, the if you will, wrap their hearts and minds around is Hebrews 4.16. And I'm going to read it, and then I want you to comment. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Will you explain to everybody what Jesus did for us compared to what the high priest had to go to, to come in once a year, and we can come in once a minute, once an hour, once a day, you know, or as many times as we like, or stay there. So will you just 
uh, you know, deal with that. We're getting maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I'm excited because let us therefore come boldly. Tonight we are coming boldly to the throne of grace, beseeching God, releasing his judgment in all the earth, and saying, Oh, move, O Holy One of Israel. Oh, move, O King of glory. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Go ahead, sir. You know, one of the things I taught when I was in Boise, and this kind of goes right in line with this, because when you deal with the tabernacle, the tabernacle is the universal template. And it, it shows how we understand the Godhead. You know, when, when God first made the three heavens, he made it in that pattern. But what we never realize is that when he made man, he made him in a tripartite fashion. He was made after the tabernacle, too. You and I, it was God's plan A to be a tabernacle, Steve. We are that tabernacle made without Amen. hands. That, Amen. And, that means and, and let me... Dr. Lake, let me share something, too. I, I, I'm not one of those guys that says, Yahoo, the tribulation temple is going to be built. Yahoo, the ashes of red heifer. Now, I mean no disrespect to all that stuff, but do you think the people of God understand who comes into the temple? Do you think they get it? That, that I, they can't make the transition from externals to internals. God said, I will dwell with them and in them. So, you know, continue on. But I really want you to make that clear because people look to the God without that's coming to judge the earth, in essence, either from heaven or, you know, through the people of God. But they don't understand. Our bodies are the temple. That's what should create the spirit of repentance because they who are joined to the Lord are one Spirit. Go ahead, sir. I'm excited, so I don't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, this is good. Listen, man was created not only to be the temple. You know, what was what was so treasonous about everything that Adam did? You know, he, he ate of the tree. We understand the Nekesh was a seraphim. He set the tree on fire. And why this was so treasonous, Adam did not have a fire within him yet. And instead of communing with God to get that fire, he chose the fire of the Nekesh to fill his temple. It took the cross to solve that. So on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was released, it, the tongue of fire also set on each one of them the fire of God to fill the temple. Our temple was created to function with the fire of God, and the fire of God manifests in all three areas. And I could I could spend all night just talking about that, but guys, all of us were, were created to move in the fire of God, and in the Holy of Holies, when the fire of God was over the throne of God, all of hell feared. And that's what we're talking about tonight. We need to learn to move into that inner court and stand before the court of God, at the throne of God, and understand the way that a court operates, especially a court of law. And so when we go before the throne, one of the names of God is El Elyon, which means He's the divine judge. And that's what, that's what this verse is talking about, Hebrews. I can boldly go before the judge because for me, being redeemed, his throne is a throne of grace for me so that I can receive mercy and help from what's coming against me. Okay, so we, we have that established. We have our attorney, Jesus, the intercessor, whoever lives to make intercession for us. We even have the prosecuting attorney. It's Lucifer, or an agent of the kingdom of darkness. Now, we've confused in theology. We think that when Lucifer fell, his name became Satan. Hasatan is a title in Hebrew. It's not his name. It's a function. And so, in reality, any 
uh, any member of the divine council that fell that can appear before the throne of God can serve as Hasatan. Uh, it, it matches when in the book of Revelation that he is the accuser of the brethren that accuses them night and day before God. Uh, if you've ever been to Israel, the way the court system works in Hebrew, the prosecuting attorney is known as Hasatan. And so we have we have wow. we have the judge there, we have our attorney there, we have the prosecuting attorney that's making all these allegations against us. But guys, the body of Christ is a no show. Or, or we're not showing up. Or or, or can, alternatively, and correct me if if you think I'm I'm not correct in this, the. the some members of the body of, of Christ are, are playing the role of the chief prosecutor themselves, taking to task other Christians in trivial ways. Oh, and, and if we're not careful, it ends up in, into witchcraft prayers. Yes. And, and so and we've, we've got like to be to careful. with that, hey. Michael uh, and Doug, I'd like Go to ahead. deal with that. Last night, and forgive me, everyone, I was up at about 1.30. I couldn't sleep. And 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 the thing that keep keep it was I couldn't get away from it. I told Doug I had to wake up. I kept getting the sisterhood, the serpentine sisterhood, okay? The serpentine sisterhood. And then I saw three heads of snakes. And I don't get this, by the way. I mean, obviously, if I could dream, I'd probably get deeper sleep. But the point being is that uh, that the lying lizard ladies, and this was interesting because it goes right into the end times. It goes into Jezebel. It, rised, it goes into the woman that rides the horse. And, Doug, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But there yep. is a serpentine effect going on in the slandering of God's people, and you know what? This is something I know, uh, Dr. Lake. We're going to see Ananias and Sapphira moments to those who think lightly about slandering not only the servants of the Lord, but the contempt they show for the Lord Jesus Christ in so doing. And I don't know if that's been on your heart, but it really was. And I, I, I don't, I can't explain it, but it, it came so many times to me, uh, the, you know, that I had to get up and write it down. And then I was stayed up, and that was the rest of the story. But does that ring a bell to you? Because you're talking about the Nakash, you know? And the thing is, is that what we're seeing is that, and I don't think people put it in context, obviously the, uh, uh, the, the, if you will, the serpent came to the woman first. That's not blaming ladies for original sin. But what I'm saying is it seems like the propensity now is that, you know, there used to be, uh, and they advertise it on TV, so I'm sure everybody saw it, but Girls Gone Wild, which was porn, and now they've got basically uh, women claiming to, and they're claimants, they're not possessants, even even to the point of claiming they're demon-possessed, yet somehow they take on the, the uh, uh, if you will, the role of the accuser of the brethren. I've never seen it like this, and I've been saved by the grace of God for 45 years, so are you seeing that too? Because we're talking about the serpent, and we're talking about the serpent beguiling Eve, and we're talking about uh, the men of God standing up, rising up, and the tragedy is most of them have never been uh, taught how to fight the good fight. Go ahead. Oh, absolutely. When you look at both the Nakesh and Hebrew, uh, as well as his modus operandi, uh, he, you know, we, we look at where the Kumain Sybil that was able to predict the future, and that goes on with 
how Paulos got it by slaying, supposedly slaying the python. So that goes along with it, but his ability to whisper in the ear, uh, as well as how to manipulate people, that, that all goes with that python spirit. And the body of Christ is filled with it. Uh, the world, the Washington's filled with it. There are all this manipulation. And one of the things that I think the enemy loves to do more than anything else, Steve, is to take unconsecrated un Christians that won't grow up, won't crucify the flesh, won't get in the Word to renew their minds, and their tongues are constantly wagging his venom, venom in the church and causing destruction. And in the days to come, that is going to be a very, very dangerous place to be because they're going to start trying to speak against what God is doing, and God has no other uh, recourse but to shut them up one way or another. And I think that's what you're talking about, isn't it? Absolutely, and I think that uh, we're, we're to the point right now where it's all coming into focus. And, Doug, somebody keeps hitting the keys like on a touchstone phone. Are you just hearing that? No, sir, no. or not. No, okay. I don't, I don't and know. I'm not doing is. it. So, but anyway, I think that's exactly. Excuse me. I know that's exactly what I'm talking about because here's the thing. I, I have never seen such. Um, what would I say? A lackadaisical, irreverent. That's the word I'm looking for. Zero comprehension of the marvelous person of Jesus Christ or the kingdom of God and by the way he's not the man upstairs and please if anybody uses that quit using that I'm praying for the spirit of revelation I'm praying that the wow and I don't know if you've ever heard me say this I know you have Doug but the wonder of his word wonder of the word of God wonder of word will come back into the people of God's heart to the point where we can lift up our heads embrace the king of glory uh, give praise unto the uh, Son of the King, our Redeemer, and start going forth and being the salt of the earth. I'm personally amazed because, in essence, and this may be real, but nominal Christianity has nothing to do with historic Christianity. So that's what's fired me up. And, uh, you know, by the grace of God, I want to stay fired up. And that's why i got to tell you something. That's why the uh, cloven tongues of fire fell on the uh, upper room because God even needed to fire those people up because had he not, they still would have stayed in a state of mourning and expectation, expect, expect, I'm sorry, can't say the word, expectancy, but the point is, is that God more than met his promise in their lives, and he will more than meet his promise in everyone who's listening to this show tonight, if you will be honest. If you're shacking up, get married. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know why I'm saying this, Lord, and I'm, I don't. I get yeah. calls, well, my boyfriend and I are you know, are in a loving relationship. No, you're not. You're shacked up. And they say, well, why is nothing working out for me? Do the right thing. And I said this, and I'm sorry, but if she's good enough to sleep with, she's good enough to marry. And if you don't believe this is a woman, or if you don't believe this is a man, I deal with heartbroken women, and I don't provide any counseling. God knows I am not a counselor in this realm. 
Uh, but the point is, is that we've got to repent. And Second Chronicles 7.14 is about God's people. To my knowledge, Dr. Lake, and you will know this because you're more in tune with mainstream, and what I mean by that, you're more aware of mainstream. Uh, I, I, are you hearing the general cry for repentance? Now, I know Anne Graham Lott, God bless her, has made that. And by the way, she wrote a book. Uh, let me just put my plug in for a book. I've said it before. Those of you who are struggling with the Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ need to get Anne Graham Lott's book, Just Give Me Jesus. Just Give Me Jesus. And this is from Billy Graham's daughter, and it's probably one of the most profound books that I believe people can read on who the Lord really is. So there's my uh, parenthetical insert. Continue, sir. No, I think we're in a time that everything hidden is being revealed. I mean, that's something that we begin praying on the Hagman and Hagman show. Uh, even before the election that God put that in my heart to do. And so we, we, we see people that profess to be Christians, but if you don't care about not sinning, if you don't care about walking in righteousness, if you don't have a passion for God, there is a good chance you're not saved. You may, you made some type of emotional commitment at the altar, but nobody prayed you through to the kingdom. There's something happens when you get saved that you, you are translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. The Holy Spirit moves on the inside of you, and, and Steve, with the fire of God is put on the inside of us, because we cannot serve God without fire, no more than the, the priest in the Old Testament can serve in the tabernacle without fire. It is in the outer courts, it is in the inner court, it is in the Holy of Holies. God must be served with fire given by the Holy Spirit. And, uh, Amen, if there's anything brother. that, if there's anything, if there's there, no sin is worth the fire. There's not one thing this world can offer you that is worth the fire of God. Give it up. Throw it on the altar. Give it up for God. And God will consume that sacrifice with his fire. And he'll begin lighting up every single area of your life. The reason that you don't have the fire, my friend, many of you are saying, well, where is that fire? And you have been playing Christianity. You have been standing on the fence. God is waiting for you to take those carnal things and put them on the brazen altar so that he can light it on fire. And it's from that fire that you'll catch fire for the kingdom. There's no clearer way to say that. And by the way, we're commanded in Romans, aren't we, to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, purely and acceptable? And I'll tell you what, I, I, in, in my early Christian years when I was probably, uh, there's a couple prayers I shouldn't have prayed, but I did, and God's honoring them. One was basically the place of no reputation. The other was a price to preach. And I'm only saying this, that, uh, you know, I think it was a, a Bob Mumford who made a great statement. He said the problem with with presenting yourself as a living sacrifice of modern Christendom is the sacrifice keeps crawling off the altar. I thought, what well, an a, amazing statement. And, 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 and that's why the altar had four horns. you got, you you got, got to tie it. that bad boy down. <laughs> and and boy, you know, sometimes I think I need a double set of ropes in my own life. But this is this is a a, a principle. Was it not a principle even when Abraham met, which I believe was obviously Jesus and the angels before Sodom and Gomorrah? I believe that was a Christophany. But 
every time you see men presenting an offering, doesn't fire con- come down and consume uh, the offering on the altar? The types in the Old uh, Listen, I love the Old Testament. If I could, you know, I think I wish, I wish my parents would have been godly. My mother came to the Lord before she died. But I, I really, uh, you know, I wish they would have named me Genesis. I love Genesis. You know, I probably am not pronouncing it right in Hebrew, I know that, but the point is, is that Genesis, the beginning, ladies and gentlemen, it starts with fire, it ends with fire. How is the earth going to be done away with? By fire, and God is going to create a new heaven, a new earth. That's not pie in the sky, that's the nature of God. And didn't the uh, mountain... When the children of Israel came to the base of the mountain, didn't it quake with earthquakes and it was on fire? How about the burning bush? I believe the burning bush signified the end to the knowledge of the tree of good and evil and the presentation of God's presence being the fulfillment of everything that man was deceived with and by Moses experiencing that uh, fire of almighty God the point is is that his face shone like a thousand suns and the glory of God is so amazing. Henry Gruber tells a story you probably heard this Dr. Heiser Dr. forgive me, Dr. Lake that, that we he told the story of being in a fellowship, and people were praying and genuinely into worship. And the Lord literally told uh, Henry to stop the worship. He said, because the people that were praising him and worshiping had so much sin in the life, if the glory of God, they would send down the glory, if the glory of God fell on them as they were singing, it would kill half of them. Did you ever hear that, Dr. Lake? No, but I, I think that's the reason that we're not seeing the glory of God now. Because the people won't get right with God. So here's the thing. Okay, this is a question, then we'll get back on track. I believe when, and some people hate it when I take a rabbit trail, but I can tell you this, before the night is out, people will say, I don't know why, but when you guys went that way, the Lord spoke to me. That's because I don't know who's out there listening, but God does. And if you say one thing, Dr. Lake, I say something, Doug says something, or Joe says something, if we, when we hit a nerve, that means that the Lord has directed the entire focus of the show to that one single person. That's the black sheep factor. Thank God that he cares for black sheep. I are one. And I understand that's bad English, okay? Or I were one. But the point is, and I understand, I should say I was one. But sometimes if you use the correct English, people no longer speak English. I think they speak uh, a Martian or something because they do not understand the clarity of the Word of God. And you've got apostate preachers saying, well, God didn't really mean this. God didn't really say that. I said, listen, I know the Lord, and he's more than capable of getting his thoughts across. Has he who, is he who created the tongue not able to communicate, or he who created the ear not able to speak into it, or he who created the eye not able to present truth to it? I'm telling you, people of God, I, I, may, may the fire of God fall upon all of us tonight on this show, and may you experience the warmth of the presence 
presence of the living God tonight like you've never, ever, ever experienced. May the coldest heart melt. May the most on fire person listening or persons listening get with it. It is not in the enticing words of man's wisdom. It is in the demonstration and the power and the spirit thereof. Go ahead, sir. Now i got to be quiet because I am fired up. You know, if I can just interrupt, I just have a question to what Dr. Lakehead stated. Um, and, and forgive me for taking you off track, but the question or the statement was uh, that this is why we're not seeing... Um, and we kind of drifted from there, Doctor Lake. Because all the people weren't praying and turning to God. Right, right. Can you just elaborate just just one more degree on that, just briefly? Because we've lost the art of holiness. Because we have we no longer call sin sin. We no longer call righteousness righteousness. Okay. We we try to twist the word to appease our flesh instead of using the word as a as a uh, microscope or magnifying glass to see what needs to be removed out of our life and placed on the brazen altar. That we, there's several things. Number one, what's being manifested in churches is not the Holy Spirit in many churches. Because if it was, he'd be calling them to repentance. We don't have the glory of God manifesting for like Steve said, half of the people would drop dead right now. And I, I can tell you why, uh, the rapture's not gonna happen here in September. It's because if it did, 5% of the body of Christ would go and everybody else would get left behind. Wow. Okay. I get because, it now. Because Wow. You, you get it. Because we, uh, we, we have been given cotton candy and said it was the meat of the word. And it's not. The meat of the word has to start with a, with a, with a bloody rugged cross and me surrendering to the God who loved me so much that he gave his life for me. And that when I say that Jesus is Lord, not only am I confessing that he is Almighty God come in the flesh, but he is reverenced, he is holy, that he's in charge, and I'm not. And the modern church doesn't want to hear that, guys. Thank you, Dr. Lake. Thank you so much for, for that clarification. And, uh, uh, Steve, thank you for, uh, uh, I apologize for taking that little uh, brief detour. Uh, go ahead, sir, and sirs. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the greatest thing that we have in spiritual warfare, you know, any time that you're in, in I'm ex-military, you're in combat, you're in this combat situation, one or two things come to, come to mind, either fight or flight. But for the believer, there's a third option. It's surrender to the greater force. And the greater force is Jesus. Once I surrender to him, I'm not fighting him, I'm not fleeing from him, I have surrendered and I have fallen at his feet. That is the place that I can stand up in him and I can fight the good fight of faith. I, from that moment on, we do not move in fear, we move in faith because we know the one to whom we have surrendered to. He's become our king, he's become our lord, he's become our kinsman redeemer that we find out just how much He loves us, and we begin to find out how painful sin is and how important righteousness is. You know, one of the reasons, not only is the glory not manifesting, but nobody will appear before the court of God because there's so much sin in their life, they're afraid to ask for judgment because they're afraid they're going to go. Doesn't that make sense? Yes, very much. And we, 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 I mean, we, guys, we have got to get this thing right. We, we have got to understand that the spirit realm operates on laws. And in fact, there are two laws in, in Revelation chapter seven, 
The Apostle Paul was talking about, listen, you know, I've learned the law with my mind. I want to do the law of God, but there's something stopping me. I found that there was another law in my flesh. He called it the law of sin and death. And people have wrongly said that that was another aspect of God's Torah. No, it's not. Satan set up his kingdom to be a mirror image negative version of the kingdom of God, and it has its own law that is thriving in the hearts of sinful men. And that law wants them to sin, and sin deeply, and to sin powerfully, so that it can create more of the iniquity force to blacken the hearts of men, and to power the kingdom of darkness. And the cross kills that in us, that once we're crucified with Christ, I am dead to that sin, and because of Christ, I am now free to, to function in the law of liberty in Christ Jesus. And when I enter into that court, that thing is a court of law. And guys, what we need to do, we, we need to understand that whenever we allow sin in our lives, that there is an agent of the kingdom of darkness accusing us before the throne of God and saying, we have a right to do more. We have a right to do more. We can bring curses. We can bring sickness. We can, we can bring calamity to their life because they have opened the door to us and they won't repent. That's why, guys, we got to be quick to repent. But not only do we need to be quick to repent, it's, it's through that blood that we are cleansed that now we can stand in that court. And, guys, this is a pivotal point because we even see it in, in the book of Revelation where there are those before the throne of God saying, how long are you going to put up with this? How long is this going to happen? And the next thing you know, in the next chapter, Lucifer is thrown out of the second heaven. When we show up, guys, we can actually turn the tables because the most guilty party in that court is the prosecuting attorney. Understood. Steve? Did, did we, we have lost Steve? We might have. Or he's away. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm right oh, here. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Steve. We got, uh, three yeah. and a half minutes before break. Yeah, actually, yeah, uh, three and a half minutes to break. I just want to, uh, just want to mention, everybody can go to, uh, gen, genus, yeah, gen6conferences.com. I can talk now. gen6conferences.com. Uh, make sure you order the live stream. Because we're, the conference is sold out. But the live stream, live streaming is not, obviously. And I would, it's, it's very inexpensive relative to, to the product that you're getting. It's, uh, the, the live streaming, to me, it's, it's a, it's a fantastic deal. Go to gen6conferences.com or you can go via Steve Quayle's website, but get a hold of the, sign up for the live streaming uh, right now. And, and uh, Steve, I, I think they limit those, right? Um, yeah, we do, Doug, simply because you've got to buy the live streaming, which is fairly expensive in, in lots of a thousand. So we're within, I think, 300 maybe of live streaming. And if we just hover around there, then that's it. Now, people can order the DVDs, and I think that you're going to want, because the service uh, Sunday morning will be on that. And by the way, I don't know if people know this, but Pastor Langford's family is incredibly musical, and David can play drums like no tomorrow Kim is anointed as she sings I know his sons his brother they're going to they're going to present a program of what I would call reality based genuine worship and then David's going to do what God's called him to do. Henry will be ministering on Thursday. I'm sorry, not Thursday. Forgive me, forgive me. He'll be uh, ministering on Saturday. 
and I think people should understand this. That, uh, and I, I don't think I've said this before, but I've produced two films, short films that will be shown at the beginning of the morning that will blow people's mind. People have been so good to invite me into their homes all these years on talk radio, that and listening and listening. So many, even kids, Doug, who are five and six now, are you know twenty five and thirty that listen to me, and I love hearing from them. But you're going to see some amazing footage because I'm going to show you where I have church, and it's usually between ten and 12,000 feet in the back of a helicopter with the doors open. And God has been gracious to let me, you know, take photographs to share the world that I see around me with so many others. And, you know, Dr. Lake, the greatest compliment, there's two great compliments that I give immediately to the Lord. But for those who are lock-in, shut-ins, or just will never see anything beyond, you know, their apartments or wherever they're staying because they just simply can't for one reason or other, when they say, thank you for letting me see the glory of God that he's created that I'll never get to see through your eyes, man, I lose it. I just can't keep it together, and I, I <laughs> praise God. The other thing is, is when a backslider, and I be the chiefest of them, I'm not proud of it, but it's true, uh, say, thank you for making it easy for me to come back to Jesus. So for those of you that can't attend, that want a live stream, you'll see those presentations on, I think, a 10-foot by 33-foot screen, or not 33, 31 and a half, and uh, they're, they're shot in 4K, and but we're probably limited to HD. But I, I, I promise you, there's a reason why I'm going this uh, and going to do what I'm doing. My... Uh, third of my presentation, and here's the problem with me, Dr. Lake, unlike you who can uh, develop uh, wonderful, and I say that with sheer awe, wonderful, uh, <laughs> excuse me, detailed train of thought, I'm trying to do that in this time, and when I can't deal with complex matters such as astral catastrophism and the Earth-Mars wars, uh, I've put together, I think, and I had J.D. Hopwood, who did the most amazing job, of one of the, uh, I would say this, a truly astonishing 15-minute short film that will introduce what I'm going to be talking about, pre-Adam. Uh, the presence of uh, those who hated God, the giants throughout the earth, followed by genetic engineering, which takes me back to if people could only understand that one microbe in Yellowstone National Park changed the history of the world for genetic engineering, and it had more of a, if you will, a, a, a deleterious, a negative effect on the future of mankind than if uh, the super volcano goes off, which it's not going to. So, like I said, I get to cover 20 25 years and 90 minutes, and God knows how he's going to help me to do it, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. So please come, and if you can't come, sorry, you can't come, but please sign up for live streaming. If you can't get the live streaming, again, I think we're 300 that we've got available, unless we have an overwhelming surge at the end, but we're, we're going to basically be presenting, I think, some stuff that's never been seen or heard before and mind-blowing. And when I say this, I'm not talking hey Steve, about teasing. Steve, we're right up against the break. Let's pick this up right okay. on the other side about the live streaming. Folks, you're listening to Steve Quill from SteveQuill.com and Dr. Michael Lake. They will be uh, with us throughout the next hour, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Stay there. Just what kind of thriller predicts the future? 
In three days in the belly of the beast, Daniel Holdings wrote about the God Particle before CERN actually discovered the God Particle. In As the Darkness Falls, Daniel wrote about an Islamist terrorist confederacy that rose up out of Syria and declared a caliphate three years before ISIS was ever heard of. In his newest novel, Between the Veil, Daniel talks about a space between dimensions where supernatural beings can walk. He says that these novels are a warning from the Creator to His creation. Will war come to America? Will the world's economies collapse? Are we looking at increased earthquakes and volcanic activity? Will the United States fall into civil war? You can find all of Daniel's work at his website, DanielHoldings.com. That's DanielHoldings.com. All of these things and more are talked about in Daniel's books. To find out what's coming next, go to DanielHoldings.com. Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest-yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high-net-worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years would be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. For more information, qualified accredited investors should go to ProfitsInCoconuts.com or phone 855-888-6288. That's 855-888-6288. This announcement does not constitute an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offer made by prospectus only. 855-888-6288 or visit ProfitsInCoconuts.com. ProfitsInCoconuts.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in this community and beyond. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. At HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman Report. Dr. Michael Lake and Steve Quayle are our guests. Steve, right before the break, you were talking about the live streaming and uh, for the, the conference coming up in Branson, Missouri, if you want to continue to, to finish your thought. Well, I'll just finish my thought right there, and, and thank you, Joe. The The problem is we have to buy the bandwidth and chunks of it, like a, a thousand people at a time. So what we have to make the decision, and depending on the response. Now, look, I'm I'm not trying to push this for pushing its sake, but I've been getting yelled at, and some of the people have been incredibly hateful. And, and one guy said, I'm just going to show up. I don't think you'll ever find a conference with more security. And, uh, you know, we have like 
like uh, literally people there that can arrest people. Now, look, I hate to have to do that, but when someone tells me they're going to come and they're going to cause a bunch of trouble, my number one concern for everybody, so you can rest your hearts at ease, uh, there's prayer going up, intercession going up, but this is probably going to be one of, uh, an amazingly secure place because I want people to be thinking about the message. I want people to literally be able to uh, meditate on the things they're being taught. And we're not all just up there to, you know, fill conference space. God knows that's the last thing. But there are things you need to know because you've been dealing with the fruit of evil and you don't understand the root of evil. And the root of evil is going to mature and has matured into the greatest deception that's coming upon the earth. And I believe genuine, honest hearts will not be able to be deceived if they give themselves over, they pray, when I say give themselves over, to prayer, fasting, and repentance. And by the way, Dr. Lake and, and Doug and Joe, you know what I was calling people to do on Greg Hunter's show whenever all hell broke loose? To repent. And yeah. that was interesting, huh? Yeah, that, absolutely. I don't think I, I don't think there's anything that will bring the presence of God faster than repentance. Go ahead, Doctor Lake. No, the well, several things on it. And first of all, I, I want to thank you for this conference. You, you don't know what you've done with this. Personally, I have had what I call a, a ministry bucket list. You know, some people that you would like to minister with and be in the same conference with and be able to talk with. Uh, you know, kind of before you go on. And what you've done, Steve, is in this one conference, my entire bucket list is there. It, it's it's amazing. Wow. And uh, and so, in fact, I think my wife prayed in Henry Groover because she has been praying for years to be able to meet him, and she doesn't like to travel that much. So uh, it, it's amazing. But in repentance, I want you to understand the power of repentance. It is something that Satan is not capable of doing. And so if you can't do it, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around it and identify with it. And so it's, it's, it's like an atomic bomb for him. It's, it's something he can, it really can't stop once it begins. And so here, he, here's, there's maybe an individual working tonight that listening tonight that you have had sin in your life for so long that the enemy has planted all these seeds that had, has had you deceived and he has a hold of your life. And he has spent 15, 20, 30 years maybe getting you to this point that he thinks he has you. If you'll just turn to Jesus right now and cry out to him and say, I'm a sinner, have mercy on me, forgive me. Let your blood cleanse me and bring me into your kingdom. Did you know that in that instant you just destroyed 30 years worth of work the enemy put into your life? In one moment... That's why he fears repentance. He also fears it because someone that is under the blood and his life begins living in harmony with that blood, guys, we can stand before the court of God and we can begin seeking the face of the great judge to begin having judgment in our behalf. And if there was ever a time that we need to ask God for judgment for our nation, it is right now. You know, we're, we're in the middle of a Marxist, communist takeover of America. And it's in D.C. It, it's, it's, in, it's in many branches of the government. It's in all of our universities. Even these things with destroying the monuments has nothing to do with racism. It is a Maoist tactic of social cleansing 
They want to destroy all the monuments so that they can bring in their own communist monuments into America. And it's, it, it, it is atrocious. Uh, in the Shiner Directive, I, I had this graphic laid out of how this stuff usually works. It will go from liberalism to progressivism to communism, but it always ends in Luciferianism. When Karl Marx set up what he did, he borrowed it from Adam Weishaupt with the principles of Illuminati to set up communism. It is to destroy God from the consciousness of the people. It sets up a new oligarchy over the people. And if you're not a part of that small group that's in control, and of course that group is always under whatever Luciferian family that happens to be watching over it. But the rest of us turn into slaves. That is all communism has produced in any nation it has ever gone in on planet Earth. But we also need to ask God's judgment. Uh, just look at what Donald Trump's presidency has revealed. Number one, traditional news media is out of control and have an agenda that is anti-constitutional. The regular news media is not the friend of the United States. They will cover up. They will hide. Uh, the last president, Obama, he could do no wrong. The president that, that they're currently against, he could do no right. If he would make gold bullion fall from the sky to every American on the planet, they would find a way of turning it around to making it a bad thing. We need to understand that. We also It's also been revealed that every Democrat is morally bankrupt from what we're seeing with, with all the leaks and everything else. They are morally bankrupt. They're mostly Marxists that oppose the Constitution. We've also discovered that the Republicans have been bought by the same money that empowers the left. And although they have all these promises, we're, go we're going to do this, we're going to do that, it was all theater. They had no intention of doing it. And even any, any other Republican president would have worked with that, but Trump showed them up for what they were. You pledged it for eight years, now get it done, and they couldn't get it done. Yep. Michael, here's something that people need to understand. Uh, in Saul Alinsky's Rules of Radicals, dedicated to Lucifer, okay? And he praised Lucifer. And by the way, this is the primer for Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and all the communist radicals now, though. Alinsky himself didn't like the word communism. Well, evidently, the communists understood the plan and used it. But I want to give you two rules, okay? Number four, and, and this is really important for people to understand. Uh, I'm sorry, number five and number 13. You can look this up on Wikipedia. Ridicule is man's most potent weapon. There is no defense. It's in irrational. It's infuriating. It also works as a key pressure point to force the enemy into concessions. Now let's jump to 13. Pick the target. Freeze it. Personalize it, polarize it, cut off the support network and isolate the target from sympathy. Go after people and not institutions. People hurt faster than institutions. And Michael W., who just sent me your email, you self-righteous fraud. You absolutely do not get it. A uh, guy picking, you know, apart Trump because he said peace and safety and don't I understand he's the Antichrist. I'm going to tell you something. These people would not be content unless basically they probably saw war in their streets and 
And, you know, if they can stand in the power of their arrogance and supposed faith, well, then maybe, maybe I have no criticism. But this is what I encounter. I encounter this day in and day out. Pick the target, Donald Trump. Freeze it. No one will come to his aid. And what we pray tonight, ladies and gentlemen, you don't understand. He's isolated. I talked to Roger Stone the other day. I talked to Gary Haven. And I talked to these guys. And they know the pastors and the men and women of God praying for Donald Trump. But the point is, you know what makes them crazy? It makes them crazy that Donald Trump would bow his head in the presence of King Jesus and people praying in Jesus' name, and he refuses to bow. Now, I know everything that can be said about him. Look at him. Look at that. Look at that. You know, God has a neat way of catching his fish before he cleans them. That may be a cliche, but some of you expect more of the president than you do of your own personal consecration to God. Let's go on. Personalize it. I do not believe any man outside of a man that is absolutely set into place. And whether you like Trump or not, and you're a Christian, you better say, God, is this the man you put in? Does that mean I support his stupid statements? Absolutely not. Does that mean that, uh, you know, I support his lifestyle? But listen, the minute he gives his heart to Jesus, he's under the blood. And some of you want to tear up his sin, and God forbid, there's four 125,000 grains of sand and an average handful of sand, okay? And when God talks about the, in the 139th Psalm that his, his thoughts are more numerous than all the sand of the sea towards you, he's eternal. But one of the thing is, when you start going digging for other people's sins and can't see the bigger uh, picture of redemption, there's nothing that infuriates me. And in this case, Doug and Pastor, you know, I believe, uh, Dr. Lake, that is righteous indignation. Go after people and not institutions. Look at Congress. Look at the weak-willed, uh, 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 female panty-wearing men who have turned on him. In my opinion, Paul Ryan is a traitor. In my opinion, Marco Rubio is a traitor. In my opinion, John, son of Cain, is the biggest traitor. In my opinion. These men have withstood him, and everything the Republican Party has been shown to be is totally fake, as they used to claim the Democrats were. I'll tell you something. A friend of mine knew Paul Volcker pretty well, and he was talking about a um, oh, the election years ago when Volcker was the chairman of the Fed. And Paul put his hand on my friend's shoulder, and this friend uh, was, was showing concern. And you know what Volcker said? He's a big man, by the way. He said, hell, his words, son, we own them all. Ladies and gentlemen, this is God's indictment against our country. He is literally showing America's sins. And I'm on record, and Doug, I'm going to say this and say it until people get it. We have a stay of execution, but the judgment will fall. God will preserve his own, but God has laid his case out. Look at the sins of the leaders. We're the pedophile capital of the world. People are dying who expose it. People are dying who come out of the Democratic National Committee and expose it. People are dying. People are crying. And people are sighing. A sigh won't do anything about evil. You must withstand evil. I must withstand evil. Go after people and not institutions. The fact that these mongrel crats, it doesn't matter if they're Republicrats or Republic rats or 
are demon rats, Democrats. They, when they attack a 10-year-old kid or Baron Trump, when they attack Mrs. Trump, who's probably the epitome of class, very bright, and I'm not talking about just the fact that she's beautiful, but she's a very dignified woman. Whores can't stand dignity. How can someone making 170 grand a year end up with 50 million bucks at the end of uh, being the national security advisor? You know, uh, or how can she dare say, "I'm worried about the president's uh, 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 frame of mind"? And psychiatrists go after Trump, and they're all the liberal left. Do you guys understand? They want to pull the nuclear codes away from him, so we cannot retaliate. Communists within, communists without, and I don't mind using the words. And shame on any of these guys that get up or in office. It doesn't matter if it's the head of the CIA. It doesn't matter if it's a state. Uh, 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 what is it called? Uh, uh, Secretary of State. If these guys profess Jesus, Rubio, Ryan, all these people, if they profess them, they better show some fruit of righteousness. And they're the ones, as leaders, duly elected, that should be saying, 40 days, Nineveh. Now, I'm not saying this, that America will be destroyed in 40 days. I don't know the day or the hour. I believe that's dependent upon us. But God, and, and look, it doesn't matter if it's Dimitri Dudeman, it doesn't matter if it's George Washington, the spirit, uh, the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. And listen, God has presented his case. The devil is right there before the throne of God saying, look at their sin, God. You even see all the sin. Look what I've been able to do to destroy your creation. And Jesus said, Father, not yet. I have many that still will come. And it's out of the Father, God the Father's love for his son, Jesus Christ, that Jesus is the high priest of our confession, still interceding. And I got news for you. If these people that are supposedly our representatives are covering us, see, I won't put up with any more uh, uh, religious crap, okay? And I call it for what it is, but I'll call it uh, a bovine laundry, okay? Bovine laundry is bullshit, S-H-E-E-T. Oh, that's so offensive. You've got a potty mouth. You've got a potty heart, you apathetic and different people that absolutely will not rise up to take up the cause of people that are bearing uh, the name of Jesus Christ across the world. You know, Dr. Lake, this was one of my, I, I don't know, uh, only God can give me peace, but there are people, and the Hagman Show were the ones that raised the money to send Jeremiah Farrell and, and uh, oh, good night, uh, the, the three Katies and uh, Jamie, the two Marines, God bless every one of you Marines listening to this, two Marines uh, four women went into the heart of Iraq to make a difference, and that they did make a difference. We prayed at Whitestone, and they basically, God answered our prayer. I'm praying, Doug, that the world will change tonight. I'm praying that people's lives will change tonight, and the spirit of conviction and empowerment will come after we repent. Go ahead, Dr. Lake. You know what we're seeing is that the whore of Babylon has a lot of daughters. Some of them go into politics. Uh, some of them go into industry. Uh, but we, we have so many people that have abandoned the Constitution that are sitting in government because they have aligned themselves. They have sold their souls for money and influence rather than, you know, at, at the founding of our nation, the, those men gathered together and they pledged their lives and their wealth for the Constitution. And look at this now. We have men that are accepting money to deny the Constitution and to work against it. And that, that is an abomination. 
Uh, and this not, this not only with the Republicans and the Democrats, leadership and the intelligence community are in hands with the, with the, with the global elite. And guys, th- this is important to me. They broke their oath. Now, when I, I joined the military at 18, I went in the army. I swore before Almighty God that I would protect the Constitution from all threats, foreign and domestic. Anytime that you take an oath in office, and it should be that way for the, for the intelligence community, it should be that way for every single person that, that is a politician. They gave an oath before men in the name of God that they would keep that oath. And guys, they're breaking them. Absolute travesty. And it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's, it's not ironic that you're talking, Steve, you're talking about this, Dr. Lake, you're talking about this now. Um, uh, I, the first hour of this show tonight, I had mentioned about the deep state and the shadow government. The shadow government, and, and Steve, like you, I just want to toss this in here really quick, and I'm, I'm led to, to, to do this. I don't know why, but, um, uh, Kevin Shipp is a former CIA officer, and I, uh, I've, I have a lot of respect for him, but his work, his research, his life within the CIA, having known him, I just want to say that uh, many people uh, equate the deep state and the shadow government as the same entity. The shadow government, and I, for, again, for whatever reason, I just want to bring this information out, the shadow government is the umbrella in which uh, the deep state exists. So there are two separate entities, yeah. and the shadow government is, uh, or the deep state, a subsection of that is a military-industrial congressional uh, complex, and that congressional is an important word. So everything you just said, uh, Dr. Lake and Steve, uh, about the politicians, about the elected officials, about the treachery, the espionage, uh, is absolutely 100% correct. And, and Dr. Lake, I, I appreciate your insight that you've given as well on this, uh, because what we're seeing right now is this absolute attempt to take down not just of Donald Trump, the president, not just the presidency itself, but the real end game target is our country. And at the, at the, the fabric of our country is the Judeo Christian heritage, the ethics of Christians in America. We are the targets. And you listening out there are the targets ultimately. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, if they take down Trump, the republic's over. And and so that that's why we need to be praying because if they can out for bogus things and lies can take down a duly elected president that's congreg you know that is constitutionally elected and make up all these lies and innuendos to take him down. That'll be the last real president that we're ever going to have in this nation. Amen to that. And and Steve, I know your heart, brother, and you, you were filled with the spirit when you said when you were talking about the about that very issue. You know about the uh, Donald Trump uh, Antichrist in response to that email. And, and I think that this is something people don't understand. Um, and and there's there's this confusion that that. Uh, and it's an intentional confusion and chaos. So thank you for pointing that out. That's all I wanted to say. So I'm going to kick it back to you, Steve, sir. Well, here's the thing. Uh, 
Uh, here's this Michael W. I would call him out because I'm tired of dealing with this, okay? Uh, they live up to the letter of the law, you know. Uh, and here's what he says. President Trump has many times said the phrase, peace and security through strength. This sounds like the God of Fortresses to me. That's the problem. It sounds like it to you, which happens to be Ishtar, a female and perfectly symbolized by the Statue of Liberty. Judge what will come to our nation, Steve, if the church doesn't repent of placing their faith in man and following a foreign god. Now, again, the bottom line is, in this whole thing, I'm, I'm going to send it to you, Dr. Lake, so you can see it, and to you, Doug, and I'm not going to suggest we read it on the air, but here is the problem, you guys. The problem isn't Solowinsky's 13, it's self-righteousness. And I, I get it, you know, well, I understand what the scripture says, but this is what I think it means. No, you don't understand. It does not understand. You do not understand. So, you know, doctor, how do you, how do you personally, and, and I'm looking for advice here, this isn't rhetorical, how do you deal with these guys? People say you should just drop it. The reason I bring it up is so you guys can understand, we live in a battlefield. We're fighting literally the hosts of hell. We're fighting claimants that don't possess it, meaning the testimony of Jesus. We're fighting people people that believe that the internet was meant for them to dump their trash and accuse, slander, ridicule, scorn, and, and speak all manner of evil because we're trying to talk to people about Jesus. And, and two of them that I know of specifically admit to being demon-possessed and needing deliverance, okay? Their words, not mine. So, you know, the thing is, is that we're, we're dealing in a time period like no other. I want to read this, Doug. And, hey, uh, Randy uh, Yarborough, who, by the way, will be at the conference, I think he'll have his poetry book. In my opinion, I have never seen a more anointed poet in all my life. Doesn't mean people don't have anointed poetry, but that's his calling. And, Randy, uh, you know, I'll send this to you, but here's what came into my heart. And I think Dr. Lake, Doug, and uh, Joe, you'll understand it. I've said parts of it before. We warned, you scorned. We taught, you fought. We yelled, you rebelled. We fought for you, you scoffed at us. We warned you to repent, only to be met by your contempt. We tried to get you to look to God in, in uh, reliance, only to be met by your defiance. We were grateful your response we were grateful. Your response was disgraceful. You slandered as you slandered us as fearmongers as uh, the day is. As, excuse me. You slandered us as fearmongers as the day is now upon us. When our voice will be heard no longer. Like rabid dogs, you bit heaven's hand that tried to lead you. Now starvation looms. There will be no one to feed you. And when I mean feed, I'm not just talking about earthly food. But, you know, the old statement, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Let me share this. They want to destroy the garden that God has presented for the fruit of the Spirit to be grown in their own life. And, and I think, Dr. Lake, I don't know if you ever heard the Hagman Show, but jealousy and envy. I said that, what, Doug, years ago, three years ago, were the two sins that you can basically lay at Lucifer's feet and his followers ever since. Jealousy, yeah. you know, envy, jealousy. I will be like the Most High God. Envy, I want to be like the Most High God. And though the devil can't destroy 
the God of heaven, or the Son of God, Jesus Christ. He does everything he can to destroy humanity, even to the point of provoking mankind to uh, 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 anger the God of heaven so that God judges the man, the men who re- rebel. But there is a time now upon us. There is no fear of God in the land, you guys. And the thing that's astonishing to me is the uh, what I call the... Uh, Uh, Well, I I can't use that term. The people that are the most resistant to the truth are the ones that use Scripture out of context to try and justify their position. And those people, I want you to know, you guys need to take your emails to the Lord before you uh, basically send them to anybody, because we do our best. And we're doing our best, and listen, it may not be what's perfect, God knows that, but we know what's in our hearts, they're absolutely corrupt beyond all imagination, no one can know them except the Spirit of God, but we acknowledge our corruption, we acknowledge our sin before heaven, and for those of you who say that you don't sin, the knowledge of the Father is not in you. So, you know, Dr. Lake, it's going to take a sovereign move of God, it's going to take the fire of the Holy Ghost, unfortunately it's going to take God's demonstrable judgment in the earth to get people's attention that he's serious and unfortunately the devil takes or excuse me the Satanists, the Luciferians, the globalists, the luminous, all who swear their allegiance, ultimately Satan, they take the power he's given to them to destroy more uh, seriously than the Christians who have the power of God unto redemption than we do. They want, you know, listen, Christendom at this point wants nothing to do with the Holy Spirit, nothing to do with the gifts of the Spirit, nothing to do with the power of God, and somehow they'll just sit around the campfire quote, lukewarm, singing kumbaya as the world goes to hell and the mushroom clouds rise in the sky and foreign troops march in. Look, nobody wants to have to preach that message. God knows I don't. God knows I did. And there's things I will not speak even to this day. And I'm sorry, it's not yan, any nan, nan, no. And, and I tell people this, Doug, and you've heard it too, Dr. Lake. People say, tell us what you really know. They want the inside scoop. And I said, well, you can't, I can't give you the inside scoop because you've been unfaithful with the outside scoop. I said, tell me one person you've won to Jesus. Well, I haven't won anybody to Jesus. Tell me one person you've shared your personal faith, how Jesus changed your life. Well, the scripture says, let the man whom the Lord has redeemed say so. So I guess he hasn't changed your life. Did God call you to argue? Why don't you spend the same effort that you spend attacking and slandering and ridiculing and absolutely doing everything you can, you contemptuous creatures from hell, and repent and get right with Jesus? And, and you know, Dr. Lake, this is the thing. Forgive me, but we have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies. I think God threw... Quote, I think there's a time where the Spirit of God does not always strive with man. I know the Scripture, but I believe this. The second time I'll say it, some of you are in danger of an Ananias and Sapphira moment for lying against the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. Let me, let me address before we go on. I want to address this email because I'm looking at it here. Number one, and I've got a ton of these, and I've actually wore out my delete key on several keyboards in the last year. Um Number one, we do not place our hope in a man. We place our hope in God. But when somebody's trying to do the right thing, which is what Trump is trying to do, he's simply trying to do the right thing. I think it's a righteous thing to stand with the man, don't you? He's simply he's standing against 
if he was the Antichrist, NBC, ABC, CBS would be doing backflips and singing his praises. He's a threat to the system. He's trying to do the right thing. He's not perfect. None of us are perfect. But it took someone with the tenacity of a New Yorker to go against this stuff. Secondly, and what I see in this is they, they talk about, he said, peace and safety through strength. Peace and safety through strength or peace and safety through preparation is a military credo. I was in the military. It was plastered all over the place. All he's simply doing is repeating what he has heard from the military, our United States military, Marine Corps, Army, and he is repeating that, saying, listen, let's return back to some things that made this nation great, and that was one of them. And then trying to link that in to the Antichrist is just ridiculous. You guys, it's time for us to move. We, we have too much on the line to, to, uh, to play these games anymore. We need to take a legal stand. And I want to outline a couple of things that we need to do, Steve. Number one, our, our, our founding fathers made a covenant with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in 1776 when they created this nation. In fact, it was that little church right by 9-11 that, the, that all the rubble fell around it and didn't touch that church. That was the church that George Washington and the first Congress dedicated this nation to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so there is a covenant that we can stand on. The second thing that we need to stand on, we've already touched on, we need to bring before the throne of God that every single one of these people are oath breakers. Now, covenant breaker and an oath breaker, biblically, the penalty is death. And we need to, we need to say, listen, they have given an oath in your name. They have went against everything that they swore in the name of God they would do. And Father, we're asking you to judge them and to judge them quickly and to bring everything that they have put into place down to nothing in the name of Jesus for the sake of the remnant so that they will have time to wake up the rest of the body of Christ. I mean, this, this, is, this is do or don't. We need to quit fighting with one another. And the way that the guy wrote this email, Saul Alinsky could have written this email, Steve. I see it all Amen. over Facebook. It is disgusting. You can't stand neck deep in the dung of the enemy and say you're serving God and begin writing things like this. With this attitude and, and with, with this venom that's in this, it's not of God. And don't, don't put some religious prophetic thing because that is not there. Anybody with any type of prophetic sense is knowing that God's trying to say some things. God wants to judge the evil, Steve. Heaven longs to judge the evil. He's waiting for us to show up to the court and begin to plead our case so that he can do it. And that was even embedded in this, um, in this eclipse. When, when you understand the working of the occult, that eclipse moved on and stayed right on 33, coming into 33rd state, moving out the 33rd parallel. That in the in, in the in, especially in the Masonic, 11 donates the beginning of a project like 9/11. They were putting something in, into play. 22, you're, you're now adding work to your magical working to to bring about the project, and 33 is the completion of the work. That 
that Eclipse is announcing God wants to judge the work of the Masons in America, and he wants to destroy it. But he is crying out for people to stand in the gap that have their lives covered in the blood of Jesus, that have repented before God so they can stand in that court in line with Jesus and call out for divine judgment on what's going on in America for the sake of the remnant, for the sake of God's great name, for the sake of the covenant that he made with the founding fathers in 1776. And that's where we're standing right now. And we need to quit playing these games and grow up, and yes, grow a pair, and get before the face of God, make sure we're right with him, and then stand before his court and begin crying out for justice and judgment in the land is what we need to do in this day. And that circles right back around to where you started. Amen and amen to that. That's exactly right. And, and there is that ga- there's a game plan, Steve. I mean, that's the game plan. That's the mandate for the uh, conservative Christians out there with the moral authority to in to. Uh, um, to I mean, there it is. Well, and and here's the thing. You know, who can stand in the day of judgment, the scripture asks? Those who are covered with the blood of the Lamb, whose sins are forgiven, who God has said, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, I will make them as white as wool. The Lord is is just in mercy. And even the scripture says, he takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, while the wicked take great pleasure in the death of the righteous. You know, again, there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth, where the worm dieth not to those that go to hell. And I was contemplating, I forget, I was listening to a song, you know, uh, that came on the radio, and basically I thought, that man's in hell, I'm not going to say any names, and he openly mocked God, he openly stated that, you know, uh, rock and roll is the devil's music, which I think there's, you know, a lot of people that wouldn't argue with. And the problem is that people do not understand this. You're not in the fight for your life. You're in the fight for your eternal life. And since people can mock and they can scorn and ridicule and do all those things I said, the bottom line is, is that even those of you who have taken that stance towards a living God, he can and will forgive you if you simply break. Do you want to go into hell with your hatred forever? Everything that's ever caused anybody to shed a tear, the Bible promises to the righteous redeemed by the blood of the Lamb that God will wipe away their tears forever and there will be no more crying. Yet as you compare that and contrast it to the damnation of the wicked, you see, that that's one thing they hate to hear. That's the thing they have to take away the Bible. And I want to make this statement. Those of you who have great wealth in the body of Christ should stand up and take a position to absolutely use it. Now, I'm not even talking. I mean, you guys got you got guys like Gary Haven that that basically got hearts as big as uh the continent who you know he doesn't look to anybody does and does it himself and god bless him but we absolutely need people of god to understand that the truth tellers are under financial attack you don't get it ladies and gentlemen the first wave of persecution is coming against everybody that you listen to to get the truth yahoo uh 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 facebook uh all 
it, I call it Faces of Death book, by the way, and I am going to acknowledge, I had to have a monitored Facebook account because there were so many people faking me that it was confusion. I do not post on Facebook. I do not post on Twitter. God bless you, Rhonda. She monitors along with all your other people that help her. A big hugs and big thank yous because I don't think people understand, Doug, and they do the same thing for you. And, and I don't think people, you get it, that there used to be a time where uh, ministry could underwrite their out, or could, yeah, underwrite and, and with ad revenue their ministries. And since the uh, new turn on all Christian businessmen is in play now, uh, ad revenues are down 90%. So here's the thing. What's the cost of freedom worth? What's the, uh, what's it worth to you? And I'll say this. All of us, Dr. Lake, myself, every single guest that you've heard that has struck a nerve for truth on this program is because Doug and Joe yielded this program. Doug's an investigator by profession. Joe is too. Licensed investigators. But they turned their forum over to Jesus. And I'm asking those of you that have financial ability. I'm not talking about 510. I'm not even talking about that. But at least stand with the platform that Doug has given the rest of, of, of all you people around the world, including me. And by the way, I do. Doug, is it not true that I send you checks? Do I not? I'm not asking people to do what I want. That please think about this. How important is this? And those of you who can, I'm talking about the people that have no children, that have no heirs, and you got seven figures, and you got retirement accounts, and you know your days on earth are very uh, shortened and will even become shorter. Then why don't you step up to the pump? Help the Hagmans. Help Dr. Lake's ministry. Help the ministries of Voice of Evangelism. Help Henry Gruber's ministry. You know, I I told Henry, I said, Henry, in what God's called you to do, I wouldn't last 30 seconds. That's not denigrating myself and elevating him. But here's the thing, and here's, here's an amen coming from Dr. Lake. No man can understand the calling of another man or another woman's life, save they who receive it. I don't right. know if you know the value of those words. No man can understand the value or the heaviness, if you will. The burden's light, but the yoke is easy, but it's a yoke nevertheless. And and how many times, how many times has Jesus asked the question? I don't know, because I'm not privileged to what's in his heart except that he reveals it. But when the Lord returns, will he find faith on the earth? And God, I, I my prayer too, Dr. Lake, is God, how do you stop the bickering? And look, I don't turn the other cheek. I'm sorry. I am carnal in that respect. And I'm working on it. And I'm repenting of it. And some will say, when I said that on one of your shows, Doug, some, some lady, anonymous, of course, cowardly, and I won't use the word, uh, would not give me her name to allow me to answer. You need to be nice. We're commanded to love our enemies. We're commanded this, we're commanded that. And yet the, the I can't say that, the cowardly presentation from Jezebel on steroids, she couldn't even uh, uh, woman up to, to name her name or give her a response. So here's the deal. If you're the nameless coward that sent me that, 
you will give account for what you believe is you can't hug people into the kingdom. The women in Scandinavia are selling themselves. They're going out and having sex with the monsters to keep the monsters from raping me. Hello, or raping them. Hello, what's wrong with that picture? What's wrong? And what's wrong with the men who wear female sex organs on their head and hats and won't defend their women? God, the Vikings, Lord God of heaven, these are not the heritage. I don't know what's happened. All of Europe has fallen. All of Europe has fallen. Babylon is fallen, is fallen. And ladies and gentlemen, the United Nations coming out and saying, and now, listen, here's my pet peeve. The United Nations coming out and saying, well, America is really in the danger of dissolving. That's been their plan all along. Theme has already divided us up into ten regions. Huh, ten kings, ten regions. Who knows? But the thing is, will you not fight while you can fight? Will you not speak out while you can speak out? Will you not financially support those? I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's some amazing uh, women bloggers out there. Lisa Haven's a great example. Now, obviously, Dave, Hod- Dave Hodges has written extensively. He writes some good stuff. Even I, And I tell Dave, I say, I don't agree with this. If I don't agree with it, I'll, I'll, I'll not put it up. But I put up stuff because I, a sign of maturity is is that I, it, if it provokes me to think, I want it to provoke you to think. I can't possibly endorse everything, and I speed read, so sometimes I miss it. Then, basically, I get the accusers of the brethren coming out. Don't you know that they said this? No, I'm sorry. The point is, is that here's the deal. I'm going to say this one more time, and then, Dr. Lake, you can close it out, because I better go throw ice water in my head. By the way, for those of you concerned, I will have a bucket of ice with water at Branson. And if I get too steamy, and I don't think I will, but I'll just basically put my head in the bucket of water, wipe my head off with a towel, and go on. I, that appeals to me for somehow. But the point is, I pray that God will pour fresh water upon everybody. And and I'm saying that metaphorically, although I probably might do that. The point is, is that we're at a time now. We are under communist attack. You know, Doug, when I said this 22 years ago on talk radio, you didn't know me then, that America's headed into a civil war? I said it on coast to coast. I said, God knows that'll never happen, or I hope not. I repeated, repeated, repeated myself. And now it's underway. And the attack is financially. Please, those of you, please, those of you with, uh, you know, seven-figure bank accounts, I'll make it easy. Go to the Lord tonight and say, is this platform, is the Hagman and Hagman, which you listen to? People say it all the time. Well, you guys tell me more truth than church. Then get the, get the eternity out of your church and start, you know, supporting. I mean, Doug, you, you, you're, 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 and I'm saying this, you've presented a platform. All of us have been blessed to be able to present the gospel. Please, ladies and gentlemen, support this platform. And you Thank know you. you can do it. There are people out there that listen to this religiously. Uh, uh, maybe that's more prophetic than I'd like it to be, but at least support it. Uh, support it. I know that Doug's revenue is down 70%. 70%. Look, we're not, we're not saying, I need myself a new Gulfstream 5. $65 million. This man of God needs a $65 million jet to pray. Well, uh, you know, P-R-E-Y. 
by the way, the man wanting that, or $55 million, had multiple other jets. But, you know, the point being is, is I have no issues with anybody that wants a jet, has a jet, or needs a jet. If somebody out there has one and wants to fly uh, Pastor Langford and I and Dr. Lake uh, around seven cities in seven weeks, that's another story, you know, we'll do it. Because we want to get to the heart of people, not with stuff about ancient history, but with the reality of God's Word, ministering life, ministering the gifts of the Holy Ghost, and raising up and releasing people who can carry on the work of the ministry. Doug, blessings to you. Let Dr. Lake close it out. And I'm not trying to cop out, but I want to give him the ultimate time to uh, close it out, because I think what he's talking tonight is that critical. Please, ladies and gentlemen, join us in Branson by uh, signing up for the live streaming or the DVDs, because no, no guessing, there's no telling what God will do. Doug, Joe, Amen. thank you. Take it Go away, ahead, Dr. Steve. Lake. All right. Go ahead, Dr. Lake. Thank you. You know, I've got a confession to make. You know, uh, Mary and I have begun... Uh, sending checks each month to the Hagmans for the last few months. And uh, it bothers me every time I write one. Do you know why it bothers me? Because I want it to be more. We're and blessed, I, Dr. Lake. We, we're very blessed. And, and I'll, I'll publicly state that, that uh, I mean, we're humbled. The, the notes, the kind notes, the kind words, um, we're blessed. Thank you. Publicly, I, I really want to publicly thank you and, and Mrs. Lake. You're you're a blessing to our platform. And I got to say this, uh, Doctor Lake, um, just just very quickly, um, the, the we attempt to be very good stewards with everything that we that we bring in. And so, I just want to reassure everyone, you know, everything that we that we bring in, we do pray over and we invest wisely, uh, whether it's equipment or personnel. And it's uh, it's a tribute to, to you and, and to people like you uh, to give you a platform. And thank you for that. Go ahead, sir. Well, the the attitude of some of these people has got me upset enough that I'm, I'm increasing it next month, just to, to let you know. Uh, you know, it, it's time for us that, that, that when God blesses us, it, it's time for us to put it into the work of God. And uh, I do not consider you guys the alt-right. Uh, I hate the left the way they love to label stuff. Your guys are the real right. And, and other and other platforms like you that uh, bring truth and, and bring the word of God and it, it's so important and I, I want to go back to the this issue of fire because you know Steve asked you know how do you how do you handle all the naysayers how do you handle all this bickering we're, we're entering into a time guys that uh, that's not going to be an option much longer either we embrace the fire of God now through repentance and getting right and letting the fire of the Holy Spirit begin to burn this junk out of us and burn the character of Jesus in us. If we don't, God's only other option for these other individuals is the fire of persecution. And so you're, you're either going to have fire one way or you're going to have fire the other way. And, and I'm here pleading with, with all these people that are like this. In the name of Jesus, simply fall at the feet of Jesus and beg for the fire of God to begin cleansing you and restoring you and to burn this junk out of you because there's a true fire, not the fire of the Nechesh. There is a fire that burns in the eyes of Jesus that is waiting to be released in the people of God in this day and in this hour, and it's going to start with the remnant 
and then we're going to hatch, we're going to catch hold of all the dry wood in the body of Christ, and we're going to see a fire of God rage across America in revival as we see Him judge this evil. Because from this day forth, during these 40 days of Teshuvah, we are going to cry out to Him, we're going to return to His ways, and we are going to seek our King for justice and judgment in the land in the name of Jesus. And I believe we are going to see things turn around. Amen. And we we, we pray exactly that. Um. Dr. Lake, we, we've got about uh, 10 minutes left of our program. You, you and, and folks, uh, uh, Dr. Michael Lake, uh, Branson, he's going to be a, a presenter, a speaker there, of course. View him on live stream. Go to gen6conferences.com to do that. Dr. Lake, go ahead and take this in any direction that your heart uh, is led for the, for the remaining 10 minutes. We, we yield the floor to you, sir. Well, what I'm, I'm kind of feeling is that there are a lot of people that, that you know, that they're, they're faithful listeners of the show. They're, they're trying to do the right thing. They're trying, uh, you know, they, they listen to what, what everybody comes on your show and, and, and shares with them. They're trying to put it in practice. And I feel like tonight, just a lot of them, the enemy has, has put discouragement on them. And we, we need to realize that through what God has been doing, you know, just look back over, over even even the pre-election and and all of us and and you guys were on the forefront of this, calling for repentance, calling for prayer. Uh, we would, if these things hadn't been done, we wouldn't even know the deep state exists. We wouldn't know any of this stuff was going on. We'd be going down our, our merry way, thinking, oh, I, I I just can't understand Washington is this crazy, and we wouldn't know the depth of the evil. God is working. We, we just had an announcement from heaven with this eclipse that Almighty God wants to judge the working of the mystery religions in America. Heaven is pleading with us right now that if we will seek the face of God and just be real with God, it doesn't have to be some King James prayer. We, we can tell him how we feel. We, we can ask for forgiveness. We, we, can, we can plead our case before Almighty God he is on our side. God is at work here. And I'm believing that this stuff is going to turn around. We're going to see much of this communism thing uh, put down like the rabid dog that it is. I think that we're going to see a major shift uh, in uh, the intelligence community. I think there's a lot of righteous people in the, the intelligence community that have had just about enough of this. And I think there may be even a coup within the intelligence community to come against these things. Because, Doug, you and I both know in the, in the intelligence community, in the military and community, we have oath keepers that take their oath seriously. That's right. That's right. And so we need to pray God's protection over them and God's empowerment over them. And we need to embrace the fire of God. Invite the fire of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I tell you what, it'll get wild. He will absolutely rearrange your life if you'll give him a chance. But when he's done rearranging it, what a wonder it's going to be. Amen to that. You're, you know, I, yeah. I've had... You know, I've had him turn my life upside down thinking, oh, dear Lord, what are you doing? I'm just holding on for the ride. I don't have a clue what you're doing. Uh, I mean, 
in, in the 10 years Mary and I had where we, we had the occult coming after us and, and it, it, it was hell on earth to go through. You know, now we look at it in retrospect that it was probably one of the best things that ever happened to us. That along the way, the old Mike and Mary Lake died. And the new versions that God has resurrected, because you can't have a resurrection until you have a death. This, okay. this new resurrected life that we're walking in and what God has done in us is so much better. We are so much better. Now we're not done yet and God's still working on us, but we're so much better than we used to be. And God has put us in, in a good place to be able to do ministry and to help people. And so every day of that hell that we went through, that fire that we went through was worth it because where we are right now. And there's a lot of your people that are listening and say, man, I know, I know this about going through the rough fire. Let me tell you something. There is an end to the fire of it being hell. And you come out the other end and you're on fire for God and now you're causing hell for the devil. And that's what, that's what I'm praying for every listener tonight that's standing in that position. It's time for us to learn to kill giants, to rout the enemy. To, to call down the power of God on the second heaven to bring down principalities and powers. It's time for us to learn to move in the earth as that end time remnant that knows how to, that, that can stand toe to toe even with the Antichrist according to the book of Daniel. That even when the, the Antichrist is at his zenith, there will be those that know their God that are passionate about God and will do great exploits. And I'm believing that for your listeners and I'm believing that for every one of us that God's going to do that in our lives in Jesus' name. In, in Jesus' name, indeed. And, you know, um, yeah, it's we we have received emails and communications even through the program this evening about uh, people from people who are discouraged, who are hurting, who are, who are um, uh, in positions, incredible positions of pain. And, uh, it, it, you know, it hurts... I mean, I look at we look at these emails, and we understand that uh, uh, a lot of people are, are going through a lot of things and are in a lot of pain. But we have to pray through that, work through that. I think, and and what you said about the discouragement, um, you know, it's only temporary. I, I it might not seem it seem like it when you're going through it, but uh, pray through it, work through it, believe in the other side. And um, there, there was a saying, Doctor Lake, when you, when, you, when you were talking, and I'm, I was trying, I'm trying to think of it, but God closes one door, opens another, uh, but in that hallway could be hell. Just don't stop in the hallway. I it, I, I I messed that up, but you get the idea, you know. So, uh, but our, yeah, you know, but our faith refines us. Go ahead, sir. No, I'm like you. I, you know, I receive a lot of emails. You delete and just say what on earth. But there there are a lot of emails, man. I have cried over. That, that have brought me to tears and that I have just earnestly sought the face of God over. But Doug, I've also heard back from many of those same people within six months or so and they got the turnaround. Yeah. And, 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 and praise and, God for that. Yeah. And so guys, if you're listening tonight, there's a turnaround coming. We serve, we serve the way maker. When there is no way, he makes the way. Uh, there's a, there's a song out right now that I love that talks about how how Jesus is the prison shaker. He's the way maker. He's the chain breaker. That's the one that we serve. Oh, amen. And he, and he is beginning to breathe and to move through his body in the earth again. 
and it's the greatest fear of the communists, it is the greatest fear of the deep state, that the lion of the tribe of Judah is getting ready to roar over his people. And, brother, I believe that in these feasts of the days that we're, we're getting ready this fall to have, I think that, I think Jesus is getting ready to roar. And I think the fire that some of us have found ourselves in, if God would just open our eyes, we're going to see that we're not being burned up in the fire. That we're like uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. That the only thing that's burning is the things that's holding us back because that fourth man is in the fire. Amen and, uh, to that, yeah. Exactly. And you not. And, and, you and, and I've both been there. Yes, yes. And but by the way, Dr. Lake, uh, and folks, Dr. Uh, Dr. Lake's wife, Mary Lake, uh, has written an amazing book telling a story, um, giving her account of the, the hell that she's gone through. What an amazing book. Uh, Dr. Lake, people can get that at your website, right? Kingdom Intelligence Briefing? They can, and in fact, we have a Lake bundle that has all three of our books bundled together for about $8 off, so you can get them all for 45 It's called the Lake Power Bundle. Beautiful. Okay. I would urge everyone to read that. My wife read that book, and um, your wife's book, and my wife was moved, moved to tears, you know, in some, in some parts by that book, so... Um, and uh, of course, Doctor Lake, uh, the Shiner Directive and the Shreeth Imperative, uh, fabulous, fabulous informational and inspirational books. And uh, the website KingdomIntelligenceBriefing.com, yes. right? Or is it dot? It's dot yeah. com. Yes, dot com. Dot yeah. com. Okay. All right. And if if that's too long, just type in DrMichaelLake.com. It'll take you there too. Beautiful. Excellent. All right. Well, you've taken us to the end of the program, Dr. Lake. I want to thank you so very much. We want to thank you uh, together. Um, we'll see you in Branson. I mean, it's I can't wait to to meet you uh, face-to-face and to, to shake your hand and to, to really, um, you know, you, you spoke of the bucket list. Uh, amen to that. It's, uh, it's part of mine, mine as well. Yeah, Mary and I will both be there, and we're looking forward to meeting you guys face-to-face. Amen. Indeed. All right. Thank you, Dr. Lake. Thank you. We're at the end of the show. And Steve Quayle, thank you. Yep. Uh, It's been a fantastic show, and and we ran out of time. But, uh, yeah, we'll see you in Branson, Dr. Lake. God bless, guys. God bless. All right, folks. That was Dr. Michael Lake and Steve Quayle. Uh, SteveQuayle.com, Dr. Michael Lake, KingdomIntelligenceBriefing.com. Just want to say thank you to each and every one of you who have joined us tonight, who stayed with us through uh, these uh, the entire three hours, or if you're listening to this via archive, thank you, and, and thank you, you know, for your support. What Steve had said, and uh, we're so honored, so humbled by what Steve and and, and Doctor Lake had said about uh, assisting us and, and keeping keeping us on the air. You know, we people just very briefly, uh, we're kind of a hybrid where we have some sponsorship, but our expenses it's you it's you the listener it's you the viewer that are helping us and helping us stay on the air without you we would not have a show and uh, I just we we cannot thank you enough from the bottom of our hearts and we thank Dr. Michael and Mrs. Lake uh, we thank Steve Quayle and thank each and every one of you for your support and even if you can't do that that's fine a prayer or just mention the show to someone else and we've gotten so many people who have said, you know what, um, we've been led to uh, a, a better life or been led to the Lord through this show. And it's not us, believe me. It's 
not because of us. Maybe it's in spite of us, but uh, because of quality guests like that. So. That'll do it for us tonight. We're at the hour out of time. Till tomorrow, stay safe. God bless. Have a great evening. Thank you.